Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet, Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. Darn right we do. Every time. The different people right now is you and me, though. Yep. Different people that are passionate about things are you and me. And we're kind of different as people. Oh, it, I'm, I'm, just, oh, I'm so excited that that's the first thing you brought up. Okay. Because I was going to surprise you with this. And we already kind of hinted at talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love celebrating your and my differences. Yeah. I really enjoy that. And so I guess I wanted to just clear the air. Like, you're okay doing that, right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll say yes now, but when we get into it, maybe I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have said yes, but go, <laughs> but go ahead. But, but you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. um, we were kind of hitting at it before about, um, you know, we're in Montana, we're Montanans, and you, you are like a, a music guy, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like the hunter, yep. outdoorsman guy. Yep. But it, it, like in the in the grand scheme of like the the world, I I picture um, one of those being a more alpha male position. Yeah, the the hunter, the hunter right? right? The musician is more um, in tune with his or her emotions, right? <laughs> and so when I when when I bring up the differences, I'm not trying to emasculate you in, in by any means because okay. I, I feel that you as a, a veteran and a father and we're almost the same age, like I'm no more of a man than you are. Okay. Well, I'll go along with that. Do you think I'm more of a man than you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If- <laughs> and so and so I, I just I avoid it sometimes talking about our differences because I, mm. I out of respect. Like I, I, I respect you and um and I don't want to, you know, try to point out ways that I might be perceived as like a, a better human by some means. Right. Because none of the things that I point out in our differences do I feel that way, but others may. I see what you mean. Does that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you're sensitive to making it seem like you might be talking down to me from a more masculine yeah. Platform. Yeah, okay. you're 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 mopping what I'm dropping right now. You're picking that up. Okay, and that's and so that's why I haven't like delved into it more. But I feel when we talked months and months ago for the first time in a decade mm-hmm. that that was like what really attracted me to doing this podcast with you was to celebrate like our differences and our different perspectives and uh, yeah. how we have so much in common, mm-hmm. but we're so different. We, we arrived at the same thing from way different perspectives. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I, and I, I think people enjoy it. I think that's why we have the listeners that we do is they enjoy, they enjoy our differences and being able to, to chit chat in different ways. Like you're, you're humorous and entertaining in one way. And I feel mm-hmm. that the way I am is, is a different way. Yeah. But mm-hmm. both equally gooder, you know? Yeah. Good, 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 Yeah. And so it's, it's funny that you brought that up like right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good like that. As, as we, just... <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are, you read my mind and, right. and we did discuss, uh, we have some coffee news. Yep. We have news about the coffee. coffee. And we've been, I feel like we've been talking about this coffee a bunch. I'm sick of the coffee and so, already. Uh, yeah, right? Like, I don't even want to drink it now because we've mm. talked about it so much. But um, now I, it's I digress. 
I do want to drink it. Oh yeah. And that news will come at the end of the podcast. Yeah, we're just messing around. We want to. We want to. I'm going to be withholding. Yeah, but we're, that's just a coffee teaser. Mm, it's going to be at the end the, somewhere. The full cup towards the end will be at the end. Yeah. This we're, is just. This was just a cupping, and you're going to get the full <laughs> cup at the end. Cupping was still weird, by the way. It was a weird. Situ- I mean, it was not at all what it sounds like, but <laughs> right. And, and and it it is when. I'm I'm imagining the same thing. If you if you and I went to taste wine, mm-hmm. we'd feel weird around the official wine tasters that are like looking at the glass and holding it in a certain way and spitting into a bucket and all of that. Like, well, yes. However, um, and this is a tangent, but also great advice. Um, so accidentally, I and I thought that too. I thought, well, I'm going to be out of place. This is going to be my jam here. But my dad decided to bring me to this big old fancy schmancy wine tasting. And at the time, even um, oh, the guy from uh, the uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, you know that guy. <laughs> um, his name escapes me. Anyways, he was there, so it was like a list celebrity at that point point. Mm-hmm. and um i was in or just after high school maybe and i was really into going to the secondhand store and getting these short sleeve button-up shirts and one of these short sleeve button-up shirts just happened to be an anheuser-busch you know budweiser said it right on the little patch on there right and so i got that and just was like well this would be cool this will be funny i'll you know wear this budweiser button up to a wine tasting won't i be hilarious <laughs> 20 year old joe is hilarious by the way <clears throat> or 21 at least 21 but was, was it funny the thing was everyone thought that i was a representative <laughs> from <laughs> anheuser bush right right and so my dad and i would be like shuffled off into the, this little side area and they'd be like here's like a 300 dollar bottle of wine because they were like really trying they thought i was a representative and that i could buy like huge crates of this stuff at a time because <laughs> i was there like maybe i, w- I was going to be there as the regional manager of this chain of restaurants and i'm going to buy you know just tons and tons of this stuff <laughs> so, so so when did you f- realize that's why you were getting <laughs> carted off to the corner i don't know i just thought people were really nice at these things i was like right. man because i look like just some disheveled yahoo at the time some young guy that doesn't belong there and my dad was just like giddy he was like so because i'm not even sure if he knew what was going on (laughs) right right but anyways then then someone just said to me you know well you know because you work at anheuser and and i i I blinked for a second and i was like (laughs) oh yes because i work at anheuser and i look at my dad right So if you ever go to a fancy schmancy wine tasting and you want to fit in, just buy, buy or you know buy one of those big company shirts and wear it like a and, two dollar button up short sleeve polo with Budweiser on it. Yeah, and people will just think that you. Well, this guy must be really successful. He doesn't even tuck his shirt in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And so, mm-hmm. so relating back to then, you felt a little bit more, more better or when cupping with Jesse. Yeah. I wish I would have found some sort of um, coffee industry shirt. So maybe he would have, (laughs) he would have carted you off to the side and said, you know, Brian's not like, but because you work for Starbucks. Yeah. He would have, (laughs) he would have like gave me a secret handshake or whatever. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Like here's the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't even take your own advice. I hope, I hope other people out there that are, um, what, what is the word for the taster? I can't remember now. The, we talked about it just like a couple podcasts ago. I want to say sommelier. Sommelier. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like the expert person. Yeah, on sommelier. That. Yeah. So if you're going to go be a pretend sommelier where 
whatever your small yay ing, mm-hmm. where uh, a, a large brand name yes. for that yes. demographic somehow look like you are a representative for a yeah. very large corporation. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that at like um, the total archery challenge thing I did. I'm yeah. going to start wearing like gear, but everybody kind of does that there. Like mm-hmm. you, you kind of wear that gear anyway. So if I wore like a black rifle coffee is like huge. Um, at, at these events, if I wore one of those, everybody would just be like, yeah, you are just, you're just wearing the shirt cause everybody else does. Well, I don't know, but I got to figure out the right shirt to wear. My guess would be just wear like a nice blazer and then like a bandana, like a Rambo <laughs> with the name of the company on the yeah, bandana. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, that guy must be the CEO. Or, or just like spend a couple bucks at Staples or something and get a name tag printed out. Yeah, or a patch. Yeah, for like one of the bow manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that is not, something that you make a patch for is not is not someone low on the totem pole. Yeah, you know, you're not making patched stuff or just <laughs> salesman. <laughs> right, right. Okay, and so today's episode, we are going to do a few things. There's one thing that we're going to be doing throughout this episode, mm-hmm. and it's because um, we've we've missed a few episodes, which is okay of us not sharing like the process of, of podcasting. Cause that's not the point of this podcast is right. not to tell everybody how to podcast. Unless you reach out to us and ask us, <laughs> then, right. then we'll answer. We can give you um, the little bit of advice we have from 24 episodes. Now this is episode 24. <sighs> so we can give you a little bit of advice. And Joe even has previous experience to that. How many did your last podcast have? How many oh, episodes? Oh, I can't remember. <sighs> I'd have to look. Okay. I'm not over. I don't think it was around 10. 10. Yeah. You know, it was short lived. So, but you have some previous experience there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could, we could help you out, but we, we just like sharing what's going on. What I've noticed when we, when you upload an episode, um, oh, oh, wait, wait, we have to pause for a minute and tell everybody that we're on site at Double Barrel. Oh, we forgot. Yeah, so we're at we're at the Double Barrel uh, ca- Coffee Coffee House or Cafe. There's no sign. It's got to be Coffee House. There's, there's no, no there's no sign down. Double uh, Double Barrel Family Dining. There was and a so sign. it's uh, <laughs> it's on Fifteenth, which is a one way here in Great Falls, Montana. These guys, they actually serve Black Rifle Coffee here, and they make uh, some of the best burgers in town. They make the best sweet biscuits, and if you don't know what a sweet biscuit is. Imagine a scone, like mixed with a cookie in the form of a biscuit. They do some amazing flavors, like white chocolate raspberry. Awesome. I don't know what they call them all. But they usually have like five different flavors. And they also have some savory ones like ham and cheese or mm. herb and garlic or, you know, like, like, like those kinds that are like savory, but they're sweet ones. Mm. Oh my goodness, Joe. I might have to get one. Joe, they're amazing. But I, I already hit record. This coffee is good, though. The Black Rifle coffee. This might be the first time I've ever tasted it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they do a good job. It's good. This they do is a good the, job. This is the light one. You know? Yep, that's the, that's the same one I got, too. I, I got like the, it. I got the light roast. I used to be a black roast or darker roast man. Not yeah, and I, I went to a light roast because I've, I, uh, the darker the roast, the less caffeine. And, and so people often think the darker the roast, the more caffeine you're getting because it tastes robust. But that's not true. The lighter the roast, the more caffeine. Yeah. Because if you think about it, they're just cooking out the caffeine. Mm-hmm. The longer it's in that, that oven getting roasted, the less caffeine that's there. Okay. Uh, but, but Black Rifle was at the... I just mentioned the Total Archery Challenge I was mm-hmm. at. Because I wore their shirt one day, mm-hmm. I got three months free of their coffee subscription. 
you can you can get a coffee subscription. And so I just got my second one today in the mail today. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're they're pretty good. But a double barrel, really awesome burgers, amazing breakfast. They are huge in in like supporting community events. Uh, they they're they're just really awesome. I suggest if you haven't tried Double Barrel, you live in Great Falls, do it. Do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you will be pleasantly surprised. But the reason I was reminded to tell everybody where we were at is because of this background noise. That's so really... we've been choosing these on-site locations because of the background noise. You can hear like dishes clanking and people talking. And yeah. You can kind of hear that here, but we're in a basement. Yeah. And so you can't really hear the people talking. Every once in a while, dish clacking, but you can hear the air conditioning going this reminds me a lot of being at the church like just oh because and the sound and the decor even you know i don't know what it is something maybe in the font yeah (laughs) right behind me wasn't it (laughs) so yeah there's a bible verse like on the wall right behind you (laughs) There's a, there's a Bible verse right behind me. It's, it's sticking up on you. It's like, That's probably why it reminds you of a church. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, hey, I get this feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super funny because that wasn't even anything I mentioned. They, they, the owner is, is a Christian and he helps out around town and does stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to mention if you hear that, that in the background that's their air conditioning because we just moved two warm bodies downstairs and it's it's cooling it off yeah or we're on a private jet oop maybe not with a creaky doorway so <laughs> that wouldn't make sense well yeah. that's the cockpit door that kind of creaks up. yeah the cockpit door creaks a little bit maybe but anyway that's imagine. that's what's going on in the in the background there we're at double barrel and the ac's going but you guys like the background noise so it's yeah. okay sounds good yeah um, I, so, I, well, I, I want to get back now because I, I sidetracked oh, yeah. from that. Mm-hmm. So, when you upload an episode, you have to give it a title. And I'd always ask Joe for the title because he's that creative. Like, I could probably title it, but they'd all be like Brown Shoe, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. But if Joe titles it, it would be like whatever a cooler name for shoe is. See, I can't even come up with it right now. But well, like, like Dirt Covered Cleats. Right, but I'd call it like hey. brown shoe. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, Joe comes up with the name and and messages me, or we talk about it right before we're done. Mm-hmm. And then you give a description, and I can usually do okay on that. I read your description on Facebook, and you do a way better job. Um, but oh. I'm 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 working and practicing at the the description. But then there's this thing called keywords. Okay. And keywords work into how random people could find our podcast. If people that are listening don't share, mm-hmm. but somebody is like. I want to hear a podcast about uh, two guys in Montana. Yeah. The Montana is a keyword I always use. Mm -hmm. Or 406 or Great Falls or, you know, we've done a lot of small business. So that would be one. Or humor because sometimes we're funny. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just naturally. Sometimes we have jokes planned. (laughs) Both are good. Have we ever planned a joke? We have dad jokes lists. Oh of yeah, dad yeah, jokes. yeah, 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 yeah. Those were those were kind of planned. Those, yeah. That sort of stuff. Yeah, and so and this episode we're going to try to read. We're, we're going to try to remember good keywords mm-hmm. as we're going along uh, to help our analytics. And so if we think of a keyword, we're not going to not say it. We're going to say it. We're going to say, time. "Hey, that'd be a good keyword." And I'm going to write it down. You're and so you're going to be like, talking. "Keyword? What are they talking about?" And it it may interrupt our flow. But we're going to do it so we can get in the practice yeah. that, you know, next episode, you won't hear 
us saying keyword. This is just our practice episode to remember to do it. Yeah. Okay. Now you were going to say something. Subject change. Oh, yes. Um, we're also doing an experiment because I thought, why not try to get ourselves back onto YouTube or some, yeah, you know, YouTube. Yeah. Because I find myself on YouTube a lot. Mm-hmm. Even though, even even though there's like ads that I suffer through, I don't pay for it. I don't know why. Oh, remember couple, YouTube before the ads? Just a couple minutes, a couple dollars a month. I bet you. And I remember that it was so pleasurable, it was so magical. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of YouTubing, and I thought to myself, what, self, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, why don't we, why don't we do the thing that we like doing? You know, we can participate in this whole world, and then even because now I've decided to um like i'm started to like other pages like i've not i just go and look at things but now i'm like oh well i've got my own account here and i really like what this person's doing and i want to be subscribed and get and i want to be notified when they put out another video word and that's been really cool and so i've been participating a bit more and i thought let's do this you know so i've just set up my camera my well my phone i have an iphone yep and I've got it on one of these little things you can get from Walmart um, that clips to a table and gives you a little light that's probably not doing anything for us right now. I think the, the light from the window right behind it's doing way more. It's beautiful, natural light out there. But I yeah. just wanted to turn it on to make me feel good. And it, it does look professional. And I'm going to see if I can just like put this onto our page because you know, I'll put it on the Get After It podcast page on YouTube and then I'll share that on the Facebooks and then I'll try to share it around and then yeah. I'll send it to you somehow. Or if I can send you like a clip, you know what I mean? Yep. If, if, I, if I'm watching through and I'm like, oh, look at this clip, and I can send you that little piece, and then yep. you could make a reel or show me how to make a reel, mm-hmm. either or. Yep. Because that's one of the notes I put down. I was like, I got to learn how to do, or I'm really interested, and we need to um, set a date where, I would, where we would sit down and you would show me, hey, here's the video editing software. Let's kind of mm-hmm. go through mm-hmm. it, and I'll show you how to get it done, basically. Yep. And then it would be off. I would just practice with it, and so off I could take to the races. off to the races, hopefully, and um, take a little bit of the work load. You know what I mean? Right, because I like, like I haven't done anything on YouTube just because yeah, I'm maxed. I'm kind of maxed out. Yeah. I'm sure I could do more. That sounds like well, like no. I'm being a baby, but like I could do more. I'm just limiting myself right. to, to how much stuff I'm going to upload and do. And mm-hmm. I really would like to see you know our Facebook and Instagram have you know more posts on it. But I'm kind of mm-hmm. doing the max. Yeah. that I want to do right now. Right. And I have cleared up some time and I'm thinking, well, I want to fill it with this, these, mm. these sorts yeah. of projects. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's on the, that's on the list. So that's what's happening. You might see this. I'm talking into uh, my little phone. Hello phone. I'm wishing I would have done my hair. Maybe I did karate hands and I don't know why I did that. Hi-ya. Yeah. Karate hands. Yeah, I don't know karate. But we're going to, like, having this go up on YouTube doesn't change anything for our podcast listeners. Nope. Um, unless, ooh, unless I can figure out a way to do this stuff on, like, upload it onto Spotify. Like, you, you know, you see those videos onto Spotify. I d- I, it's not a possibility for us right now. Oh, so that's only for, like, big, big. Right. Okay. okay. Like, like the Joe Rogans of the world. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. H- Jose. Yeah. I, he was, like, I think the first podcaster to be able to do video as well. Jose Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need a just a couple more followers. Well, I mean, it, that's on us. We got to have more interesting content. Well, and we've been getting we've been getting more followers. Uh, one of our recent episodes, which wasn't an interview, actually has the most listens in a week than any of our episodes have had. Whoa! Which one was it? Um, 
Uh, it was either Dante's Inferno, Dante's something Inferno. Spicy episode. Yeah, the spicy one where we did the biblical battle. But there's also spicy sauces. Yeah. And then there was, uh, or it was, um, I see, I had to change my voice right there. That's beautiful. Because I was like yelling over it. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, cacophonous cats. It was one of it was one oh, or the other. I can't okay. remember right now off the top of my head. I should have been prepared with that. Yeah. But I, I was really shocked when I looked because most of the time it's just the same ones that it shows me, like the top five, mm-hmm. and they're just older episodes that have been interviews and were shared well. Mm-hmm. And so Preston um, Bloodworth mm-hmm. is like the most listened to one we have right now. Good job, Preston. Yeah, and he's just remained on the top. But mm-hmm. I feel that this one, whatever whichever one it was will be the most listened to once it's up as long as Preston's has been up. Whoa, cool. And so it was really cool. And then um, we usually don't have downloads much after one of our episodes is uploaded. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. And so we upload on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh-huh. Um, most of the downloads so happen So most of the downloads day. happen Tuesday or Thursday, and then you'll get a few Wednesday and Friday. Hmm. We had five today already, and today is Monday. Well, maybe people are listening to our um, Dante's Inferno one and like picking apart our yeah, <laughs> stuff. They, they could be like, oh, I, I well, was, I'm, I'm going to send a heated email. Oh, man, I got a. It's almost like a correction, but it's not like we even went down that route even. Mm-hmm. But like I had said the word or the phrase um, sovereign nation. And you know that you know, you know that political ideology where they think you shouldn't have laws or whatever it is because I'm my own nation unto myself and you can't put laws onto me because I didn't agree to it or whatever that argument is. Right. That's not at all what I was saying. <laughs> that's, that's not what I believe. <laughs> so I heard myself say that and I heard you go, oh, no, that's we could, we, I, you know, maybe we could talk like, about that. I was like, we have to talk about we that. We have to talk about this. And I was listening to that going, oh, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I, <laughs> I was just, that's a poor choice of phrase. But um, without getting into the topic, I was just trying to trying to say, like, as a man, um, when when I'm asked about my opinion on things that I sometimes feel like I can't know, you know, anything about. And so the subject was um, abortion. You know what I mean? I was trying to allude to that, but I don't even like saying that word because spicy subject. You know, it is spicy. But the thing that I believe um, just to clear things up is I. I believe um, that the rights of the woman need to be um, considered first until the baby gets to a point where it can live on its own. Mm. Because until that, my logic is is, um, working out that it's um, uh, like an appendage. You know, if you cut off your hand, your hand doesn't continue living. Mm -hmm. So your hand Mm -hmm. doesn't have rights. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just part of you. I just feel like the baby is part of you until it can live on its own. And then that's where I tap out and I don't want to go into like the, the, well, here's how scientifically, well, maybe we could have it, you know, live on its own from this date to this date. I'm like, well, honestly, when you get into those nitty gritty sort of conversations, that's for, that's for ladies to, and then, you know, so, so yeah, so yeah. It, it's, oh, so first thing I did not catch on to what you were alluding at. So it's good that we cleared it up. I did not catch on at all. 
that that's what you were alluding to. Because I was like, you were trying to have like, I, I, what it seemed yeah. like to me was you were just like, there should be no laws. I know, right? And that's I was not like, I mean. yeah. and I was like, no, because I think I think differently. Yeah, yeah. That we should have laws. That's okay to think that, but yeah, we were in so, agreement there. So we do have to have a topic where we talk about, um, you know, government and oversight and you know whatever things about that. Sure thing. E- even now with the um, the new. Uh, mandatory vaccination we could even Biden talk a, came. we could talk a little bit about that because we're like everybody else in that this is so new which would be a good keyword Ooh, um, Boom. which for what do you think biden vaccinations or vaccination blanket is that something that was in the news like a term that was in the news maybe blanket vaccinations yeah or, something like that and so what so if you I'm don't know down, if you don't listen to the news at all uh, a law just came out and some people are saying that it just came out right now to try to like get people to stop talking about how poorly uh, Afghanistan was handled. Um, but whatever, like oh. <laughs> I don't, the reasoning is the reasoning. Fair um, enough, it, I mean. it came out, you know, and uh, and so there's this vaccination, if I understand correctly. And so first of all, like I'm not a subject matter expert. Yep. We don't know nothing. Yeah. But if I understand all government, so like military any, any government employee, yes. all are Federal mandatory employees. to get the vaccine. You have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. There's no exceptions, mm-hmm. except if you are a member of Congress mm-hmm. or one of their like underlings, like an aide or something like that. Right. Okay. Right. And which, so, like, which, and, and, and members of the White House, right? Like, like those are exempt. Which, on its face, not knowing any other fact, seems a little shady. It actually happens a ton Mm -hmm. where they make laws for all the people except the ones making the laws. I mean, I'd have a bigger problem with it, a much bigger problem with it, if Biden himself wasn't vaccinated. Because, I mean, he is too, so he's not like asking us to do You've been told he is. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Right? Right? I'm with you. I didn't didn't see a video of it, you know? Oh, really? I thought we did see a video. Well, I, okay. Maybe and you would have no idea what's in there. I'm not trying to be. I'm right. just saying like, like. Maybe they shot him up with water yeah. or something if, if, like that. And, and, and so, yeah, having no other context for it, it's shady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's shady. And it, I think it plays into my belief that everybody will be uh, zombies. <sighs> and so he just doesn't want con- Congress to turn into zombies. <laughs> zombies. <laughs> so like I, it's kind of leaning towards me being right about this whole zombie apocalypse thing i'm just saying i mean if you're right i i don't know what i don't know what'll happen <laughs> no you, you'll be a zombie cool well, yeah i'll be a zombie yeah so you'll be eating brains or whatever which i mean maybe that'll be awesome it, i don't i've never been a zombie it could be awesome I mean, most zombies seem like they're not enjoying what's happening but it could just be that you lose all um, ways to show emotion. But on the inside, it's like a birthday party. But they're all so motivated. You know? Super motivated. They never stop. They're yeah. just like, let's get after it. You ever seen a zombie <laughs> sleeping? No. They're just no. like, I'm going to get after this thing. Yeah. Well, we can sleep when we're dead. Yeah. Oh, we wait. should have a zombie on the podcast because they do get after it. Yeah. They could show us all how it's done. Like, how do you have deteriorating flesh? and muscle and yet still move around is it magic i'm gonna take a guess at what or, the zombie's answer is gonna be are what, you ready okay what's that? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was the cheap joke right there that i mean cheap joke i saw it coming i think down. the whole thing was kind of a joke though yeah i saw it coming down broadway but i let it happen yeah, i was like you did you uh, you kind of helped softball it in actually 
I appreciate that. It's feel like I feel like it's part of my job or, or else part of my charm. I like when people really want to do the funny joke and I'm like, I could ruin this, <laughs> but <laughs> let's just tee it up for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did a good job. I appreciate that. So when it comes to, uh, to this scenario with, with Biden and the, mm-hmm. the blanket vaccination, you know, we just talked about vaccines on the previous episode yeah. yep. and um, haven't even had a chance to listen back because it, it actually uploads tomorrow, oh, essentially, man. right? Yeah. Uh, for us in the, the live right now world. Well, we, I mean, I won't give anything away. Should we give it? We won't give anything. You'll just have to listen. We're not giving anything how... away because everybody would have already listened. Oh, to this podcast. So we can even say it right now because they've yeah. already listened. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we even agree on vaccinations, but we don't agree on when to get them. <laughs> right, right. Y- yeah, you, you, you hinted at me that I should get mine. Yeah. And I hinted at everyone that they should get theirs, even though I don't have mine. Yeah, you should. Yeah. And, and I, 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 you know, and so I don't know if I need to correct anything in that. I, I really didn't want anybody to feel like they have to do anything because just like you mentioned on your previous uh, topic, that I breezed through um, and didn't give you my, my feelings mm-hmm. on the A word, abortion. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you believe that, that it should be up to them, mm-hmm. vaccines have got to be the same, right? Yeah. Yep. And, I, so, I, and so, like... If that's the logical argu- argument you want to stand on, it's got to work for everybody. I don't want to stand on it. I'm just saying, in, I'm just in saying. general, not you. I'm just saying, in general, if yeah. that's the logical argument that you, you know, that's, it's got to work for everybody. You know, it's, you can't just be like, well, except for you guys. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't say that, like, it's your body, your choice until the vaccine. Yeah. Right? I, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so that's and, a- and if I were to give any kind of insight, all I'm going to say on my beliefs for that, um, I, I don't like saying the word. It's hard for me to say the word. It doesn't, it feel like it's not, <sighs> it's like a taboo word, even though it's not a taboo word. And I'm thinking what? honestly about people's children listening in the vehicle with their parents. Oh yeah. And I don't want to say the word a ton to have them like then ask a bunch of questions. So I apologize if this is making for a hard conversation with you and your children, you should have those though. Um, but maybe, maybe they're not the appropriate age. Um, but with my views on that, the reason that my job is in foster care Mm -hmm. is because if I felt I had any kind of, um, powerful opinion on that subject, that rather than just pointing at what I think the problem is, I should be part of the solution. Yeah, man. And so I started fostering in my own home to care for children that may not have been born into the most pristine environment. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's what my job is now. But I really try not to like send out into the world all the problems I think there are. You're just trying to walk the walk, right? And just and just and, and not actually a lot of. I mean, I do talk, um, but I, I man, it's such a touchy subject. Yes, I and agree. most people that I would talk to about it actually aren't going to do anything with the information I give them. Oh, okay. Does well, that make sense? Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna go to the government. They're not gonna stand on a street corner. They're not going to, mm-hmm. um, you know, help a, a, a low-income female that's going through problems. Mm-hmm. And so I can talk to people about foster care, and be okay with that. Yeah, and but I'm glad we're talking about it mm-hmm. because uh, Melanie said this, and it surprised me. And, and because it's, it feels like this is not a topic your, for your us, wife. My, your wife. my wife. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? You guys should talk about it. It's, it's fine. Because it would encourage more 
um, I, I don't know, just more people like us. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's one of those topics that doesn't affect me directly. But then she's like, well, you have daughters. And I was like, ooh, I guess it, it's going to affect them. And then I thought to myself, hmm, I wonder how I would feel if they were in that situation. And so it just, you know, I, and then I thought, well, man, maybe that is an okay topic to talk to my friends with people, you know, just right, like, right. we should all be able to talk about this. Well, yeah. And so like you made a good point that like um, at, at some point the argument stops for you because you're never going, you, you as Joe, yeah, male like my, Joe, my body is not going to, are get- never going to be forced to, to keep a child ever. Right. And right. neither am I. Right. We, we're off nearly scot-free. And so it's so hard for me to tell someone to do either option, right? Yeah, to so say, bad. oh, it's going to be better for you and the child to just end right now. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be better for you and the child to, you know, to, to, to get it all the way to the birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, like, why, why should I have the right to say that when I'm never going to be forced to have that? You know, and so I really think if that any laws come out, there has to be like a paternal tag along to that law. Yeah, it can't just be of, only of for sort. women. Like, if right. you're going to make a law that's going to affect only half of the population, feels, I feels think like it's 50, 51%. Feels just like, so you know. It just feels like we're missing something. Just, right. Just, right. It doesn't feel right. It, so it feels weird when somebody blankets everything but then excludes a few people. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Doesn't it just feel bad? Like It, it does. And mm-hmm. so I think that there would have to be something paternal because that's actually like the root of most of the problems is that uh, the act that gets you a child, mm-hmm. uh, the dude ducks out later. And, and then, and then uh, you know, however old you may be, whether it's 40 or 17 or 14, mm-hmm. y- you feel very alone, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. You feel very alone. And then most of the time your parents aren't going to support. You don't feel. You don't feel. I'm not going to say your parents aren't going to support. You don't feel as if your mm-hmm. parents will support. And then most of the time those parents, especially if you're a young girl that has lied about what you're doing with your boyfriend, and then you tell your parents that... that you're going to have a child, their first reaction is not a good one. Mm-mm, mm-hmm. And so from that first interaction, you think all the rest are going to be bad interactions, mm. which for most parents, they're probably not. Most parents, I'm not, I'm not trying to put a blanket, but most parents will more than likely get over that first reaction mm-hmm. and, then, and then be supportive. Um, but there are a lot of bad parents out there that won't be. So anyway, to, to say all of that, I really don't want to put my... my you know, I do believe that life begins right away. And there's, there's, there's a grand design. And that, that life, even no matter how horribly it came to be, can then be good, right? There, there can be a, a, a beautiful life that comes from that. And I think a lot of, of miracles and, and amazing things that happen come from pain and suffering. So, um, like all the great stories we hear are, are never, and maybe I've said this on the podcast before, are never like uh, a guy on a beach drinking margaritas and then, you know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, it's always like shipwrecked, starving, overcoming these huge obstacles, and then Einstein, you know, I don't know, right? I'm, right, I'm not right. Like, and, and so I, I, that's how I feel. But, but with that 
ties in this whole feeling of, of being male and not wanting to put my male opinion out there. And then also I can never, I will never have a 100% understanding of how a woman feels in that situation. And I'll never have, there's never a way to say all the scenarios leading up to a clinic mm-hmm. are X. Right. And so people have been hurt. People have been um, uh, uh, disowned by their family. They've, they've been destitute. They've been mm-hmm. taken advantage of by stronger male authority figures, like whatever, whatever may have gotten them there, mm-hmm. I can never understand all those stories 100%. Right, and so, so what I think out of all of it is we need to be supportive of women. Yes. It's, <laughs> so I feel like what you're saying is, and I feel like, I mean, I, I have the same thought. Maybe I don't have the same idea that you right, have. Right, 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 right. But the, the, in general, as a man, I, I can have my opinion and I can have, and it's great. It's a great opinion. But I should mostly talk about it with my other male friends and also check in with my female confidants and just find out where I'm at. Because right. as you say, I, I will never be able to walk in those shoes. Ever. I just, I can try my best to be empathetic. However, I'll never be in that situation ever, ever, ever. And I don't know what it's like for a whole society to think of me as only this one thing and then put this um, blanket law on everyone that is, I guess, just my gender, which is weird, you know? Right, Um, right. And and none of the women out there chose to be born woman and none Mm -hmm. of them chose whatever circumstances. Well, yes, some of them are chosen circumstances that get them to this point of pregnancy, but Mm -hmm. some of them aren't. Mm Mm-hmm. And some of them are, are family members that got them there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just a, you know, there's so many weird scenarios out there. And so I know what my, my beliefs are and my, you know, even prayers for these children are. But I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather just be a part of a solution than mm-hmm. just yelling to everybody what I feel the problem is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, whatever the law is, there's going to be things that slip through the cracks and you'll be there um, and with an open heart to, to um, just extend love to children that may be unwanted because that'll still happen right. no matter what law or no law. Yep. But right, with if that were law were to, to apply to everyone, I mean, we'd, ha- we'd need a lot more Brians. We'd need <laughs> well, so many Brians. <laughs> which is why I do that for a living. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing. Oh, is, you recruit other Brians. That's right. I <laughs> yeah. mean, kind of. Yeah, they, don't, my, have my do, yeah, they don't have to be named Brian. But I recruit, <laughs> I recruit foster families yeah, uh, yeah. is what I do for a living. But... I also have a severe problem with this um, certain uh, factors, factions in mm-hmm. the Christian world that do hold up pickets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and make people feel really guilty mm-hmm. and then aren't there to support. Yeah. Just- because there's nowhere in the Bible that says go hand, go like put pickets on the street corner yeah there's nowhere in the bible that says make someone feel unwelcome just feels unloved Mm -hmm. unsupported it's actually the complete opposite of that Mm -hmm. and so i have like a huge problem ever associating myself with that because i Mm. I don't feel that that's right and that's the other reason i I try to say that i don't try to say i'm against abortion like i I don't want to say that because it, it then puts me into this this category that I don't want to be in at all because mm-hmm. I would much rather be at that, that clinic and say before, during, after, and just be there for someone going through what's more than likely the hardest day of their life. Yeah. And the hardest decision they're ever going to have to face. 
I would rather just yeah. be there and, yeah. and hold somebody's hand. What do you, you know need? what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you are in a bad spot. And it's the same thing, like, with so many areas in our life that, that yeah, there's laws over it or people have these great views, but that nobody's there to actually, like, treat the person as a person. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. Yeah, I was just reading a book on um, this guy. Who, he, was, he was spending some time on death row. He spent 18 years on death row right. for a crime he didn't commit. Oh. And so he was just describing the different um, sects of religion, religious uh, people that would come to visit the people on death row. Yeah. And he said that um, the people that were there um, with, with, to, to talk to everyone and to, and to try to spend time with everyone um, were of a certain religious kind of leaning mm-hmm. while the other ones would only show up a few days before they, these, this person was going to die. Yeah. And then they just, he said it was weird. They had this weird gleam in their eye, like something big and cool was going to happen. And they were just trying to like say, Hey, if you don't go to our religion, then all this bad stuff's going to happen to you. Yeah. And I was like, that, that passage just kind of struck me. And I was like, yeah, that, that feels similar you know it's hard to put your finger on you know because it's not and you know, like you said like there's this faction of christians well like, there could be a faction of every religion oh, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. um that they're just kind of they're performing you know mm-hmm. they're just they're just kind of performing you know they're just trying to get on tv with that flashy smile or i don't know say that and, you can put this on your resume like oh i i minister to to death row inmates and but you're not right. really you're not really right. there ministering you're just yeah, collecting you're trying to that. guilt you're trying to guilt them and then and then like you don't have a chalkboard yeah. but in your brain you have a chalkboard and you have another tick mark mm-hmm. of, a, of a soul you saved but not a person you cared about mm-hmm. so <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to encourage people to to check yourself like are you are you just kind of performing these these tick marks mm-hmm. you know because hey we're all guilty of it in some form oh, or fashion. Absolutely. I'm not absolutely. trying to point fingers, you know, because I do it all the time. And that's when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, why am I doing this? Is this for what I said I was doing it for? Mm-hmm. Or is this a selfish thing? Mm-hmm. Or it usually feels like you're cheating. You're, you, instead, of, instead of going to, um, going and really doing the work and being with the people and, or serving as you, you want people to think you serve, <laughs> yeah. you just kind of go and take a picture of yourself serving once a year. Yeah, during the holidays yeah. and say, "Well, yeah. check us out. We're feeding the homeless." Oh, and this could be a whole topic that we talk about one day because I, um, um, I've been on mission trips mm-hmm. uh, where where I've just seen that that like um, there's this this demographic or faction of Christians that um, they actually end up going to like vacation destinations to serve poor destitute people third world areas right um also tropical and amazing (laughs) right and a lot of times they end up being a darker skinned person that they don't normally hang out with in their normal segregated life yep and they want the picture of the dirt covered child that they're hugging and holding and crying over Mm -hmm. i understand i've been on many mission trips where i am crying over dirt covered Children moving. Mm-hmm. The first thing I think of is not, "Can you please get a picture of me?" You yeah. know, and hey, like, hey, get me, get me. Yeah, <laughs> and and so I've just seen a lot of this, and I have a I have a, a story that I will tell at some point when we want to have this full blown out conversation of some really dirty things um, that I've seen happen to like pinpoint. Yeah, like, and that conversation is like, how do we pinpoint? I don't know. 
I, I think actually the topic of the conversation can be like getting less superficial. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? Because like a lot of it is very, what we're talking about is like this superficial, this is what I want people to see, this is the mask I'm wearing, but what's underneath? Consumerism style religion. Mm. Uh, I'm going to try to start a stop uh, singling out Christians, you know, because you know, everyone does it. So I'll just say religions. Yeah. Or yeah orthodox style religions where they mm -hmm. just have this set set of rules and if you follow them the way we we've interpreted them mm -hmm. then you get a cadillac yeah. or something so and, we'll call and, it and um, i do i do feel the need now that you say that like to just say i have so many friends that actually live out like their beliefs as they should and so if anybody that's like listening now, that's one of my friends or something like, I'm not like, not you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like personally picking out like, like you, you know, um, you got to own up to whoever you are anyway. So if you're feeling guilty, that's not me trying to do that. That might be you, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to like single out one person I know, um, to, to talk about that. It's just like a, an overall view and, and some things I've seen. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I thought of, um, another thing that we could talk about, like bring up. Uh, during each podcast, like, mm -hmm. because uh, I kind of felt that same way when I started to get like pretty um, comfortable as a musician. I was like, man, I know there's a lot of people suffering out there, and here I am just playing music for people and right. having this happy-go-lucky life and yeah. not feeling like I'm giving back. Yeah, um, instantly, you know, you feel <laughs> instantly when you stop struggling, you're like, man, I gotta give back. Yeah. What, what is that? Why can't I just be some rich guy? <laughs> Anyways, so I start looking for opportunities and I find one at um, a local nonprofit. And the whole reason they exist is to teach people about their finances. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And once I started working with them, it occurred to me that most people don't know how to deal with their finances. Right. Most people have a laissez-faire, like even if you start talking about it, mm -hmm. like savings or how much do you got, or, you know, how you, they, they think of it as um, rude like, oh, you, you even care about that subject? Ugh, I don't even think about it because yeah. I'm a good person. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it occurred to me but that most people who are in poverty right now don't know how to do a credit score or anything. They don't know how to. A lot of people are unbanked. I didn't even know that was a, uh, a term. But a lot of people cannot get a bank account. Really? Yeah. There's, oh, I'm learning new things right now. Yeah. And so I was thinking maybe we could highlight these things for our listeners because um, I, I, I wouldn't call what I was uh, b being in poverty, but I was definitely ignorant of um, lots of... So like, um, for instance, I took a class f about 14 years ago with a, a nonprofit called NeighborWorks. Mm -hmm. And the whole class was just like, hey, here's the ins and outs of how to buy a house mm -hmm. from where you are right now with no credit. Is that this is like a real good plan for you to in one year, maybe two years, um, have the credit and also have the um, like a down payment, right? And, and even an agreement with this or and um, so I took that class and then you know fourteen years go by and I want to buy my new house and the, I think the mortgage lender told me about this. They're like, well, if you took a class with NeighborWorks, and I was like. <gasps> Oh my gosh, I think I did. <laughs> and they no kidding had it. And it, it got my, like, it knocked another point and a half, like a, a large substantial amount off of my mortgage rate that I now have. Oh, wow. And so I was like, man, and, and, and every time I talk to someone, they'll, they'll mention something to me and I'll just rattle off like three government programs that help with that free thing, knowing that they will never look into it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, um, 
the other thing I learned when I uh, switched from nonprofits to le- working for local government is that there are nonprofits and whole branches of local government who exist to do nothing but to show you that they exist and try you to get you to use their free services. Because mm-hmm. if you use their free services, they tell everyone like, hey, we got a people through our program. We need more money next year. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. But the government programs are so hard to get through and everyone hates the paperwork and sometimes they go away depending on the administration that comes, you know, gets voted right, in. Right, right. No one wants to mess with it. But so basically there is free information for people to learn about their finances, to learn about nutrition, to learn about how to farm their own little mini farm in their yard if they want to locally. There's information on how to keep keep bees there's information on how to buy your own house and it's all free and it's all around us you know what i mean yeah. so i thought maybe we could sprinkle that in and just say hey mm-hmm. the the nonprofit or the free government program of the week is and we'll just tell you how to get it yeah so i'm gonna write that down um well and and i think so no go ahead write it down free perks what am i gonna call what's the free my body's so percolicious for you babe <laughs> That's what um, came to my mind. Free perks. Free perks, and I'm just going to put nonprofit and government. NP. You're writing that in N- keywords, but that's not going to be a keyword, is it? No. Okay. So maybe I'll put it over notes this way. It's a note. Okay. okay. And so did we put a bow on the last subject we were talking about? Because we, we brought up the A word. Yeah, I thought we did. I, mean, I we, think so. We talked about it. Um, we have opinions about it. Mm-hmm. We realize... Um, um, the inherent ignorance that we would have about the subject. Right. And so we just acknowledge that, which mm-hmm. I, I think is just the first step, you know, if we're right. going to talk about it, like, hey, man, we know what we know. We don't know swaths of it. So mm-hmm. we're open to talking about it. And maybe we could have someone, a subject matter expert, come and talk about it. I, I know. Yeah, that'd be tough. That subject is... I think, um, well, and I think we'd have to, like, when we start that episode, which almost I wish... We had started this episode to say just, hey, warning, we're going to talk about sensitive subjects, you know, that you may not want your children listening to. Let's let's name it something. Warning. Something yeah, like I'll put that. like a little warning in the description. Um, Adult subjects. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But I'll, I'll put it definitely in the description. It'll be written there. Okay. Uh, hopefully, you know, you don't just immediately start playing it. If you do, if you hear the word and you muted it. But I think I, I, I know a few people that work over at Echoes. But that's okay. that's like a different side of things. So we can do one from Echoes and then one from Planned Parenthood, right? And and like be able to, they're both subject to, to matter talk, experts. Yeah, they on on either side of the issue, and because that's what I sides. that's why I wanted to say I, I know somebody from Echoes, but I don't just want to have that one side. Yeah, that's not fair because that's not that's not at all fair. And uh, oh, that would be very interesting. It'd be interesting for us um, to show interest in such a taboo topic mm-hmm. and want as men to learn more in a like a responsible way, I oh, guess. Yeah. Not just Googling something, calling our buddies and saying, well, this is what I think too. Yeah. We want to acknowledge that we have a lot to learn mm-hmm. and, and have and listen to both sides of a subject and you know maybe okay. we'll, we'll learn a lot. All right. So that, that's a good way to put a bow on it. That's what we'll do. Cool. We'll start making some plans for that. An interview. Oh, yeah. Man. We're going to dig deep into that subject. Yeah, I think so. Are we fearless? <laughs> <laughs> we better be. Yeah. Um, and then we wanted another thing. This is, we have to play some music or something like a, oh. to change the tone because like the no tone feels somewhat somber. 
or serious, not sorry, somber, but just like a serious everybody. tone. We need to like, we're not going to have a serious tone anymore. Yeah, we'll just have some cool stuff in the background. Okay. Because we wanted to start a new segment called Tootin' Our Own Horn. Oh, it's is not so a new segment. It's just now a new name. It's so cool, though. I like it. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a few things. We want to talk about the things that we've done, and we're just going to continue to do that. But we also want to invite you into it. Yes. We, wanna, we want you to toot your own horn, mm-hmm. and then you can, you can at us. Right? That's, that's what it's called. When you tag the Get After It podcast, you're going to add us on Facebook or Instagram so we know what you're doing. And the, the things that you're doing... So we had talked about a few podcasts ago about hashtag challenge that we were thinking about doing like October, November. Yep. After... That was like a spur of the moment. Oh, let's do this kind of thing. But now after kind of like thinking about it, we maybe want to wait until we have a larger listener and, and engagement on social media. Mm-hmm. So our, our first get after it as a podcast is to try to build those um, platforms so that the rest of you, when, when you share, you don't feel like you're the only one or two people sharing stuff. There'll be other people involved. Yeah. But for in the meantime, what we want to do is we're going to share what we've been getting after and we're going to toot our own horn, pat ourselves on the back. We're going to toot our own horn. And uh, then we'd like you to tag us in like tooting your own horn. So if you've lost weight, if you've learned an instrument, if you've um, quit your job and started a new one, if you've started your own business, if you tried a new brand of shoes, Mm -hmm. if you clean the living room, if you like whatever you would consider like getting after it, Mm -hmm. tag us in it Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about it on the segment tooting your own horn. Yeah. And we're going to talk about you. Yes. And we're going to say... Bob is getting after it. He fixed the broken vacuum. Yes. And he learned how to ride a horse. Uh-huh. He can tie his shoe one-handed. I have no idea. Something but cool. But we want to know what you're doing. Yeah. And it would be interesting for us to figure that out, talk about it, and then just like, I don't know, make, make, make people know about you and your cool greatness. Yeah. And so in the meantime, I think we're going to just talk about the thing that we have... We're just we're just get after it type of people, obviously. Obviously, and so we're already getting after a thing. So many things. Um, <laughs> and and one of the things that we both were like, hey, you know, we're both kind of we're both doing like this horn, this this bugling thing. Right. <laughs> that's, right. That's that's kind of cool because Brian's he's really good or trying to get better. Yeah. At this elk bugling, where where he puts this thing in his mouth and it makes this cool little sound just like an elk. And then he puts it puts up this kind of horn looking it's deal. Called a, it's called a bugle, but yeah, it looks like a it's like a plastic tube. It looks like a plastic like a bat. The, yeah, like, like a, a a kid's like a little uh, kid's wiffle bat. ball bat. And he makes this like louder noise, and I'm like, wow, you know, that's kind of like this thing. I'm I'm learning trumpet right now, you know. And he was talking about, and you got to talk about what you did over the weekend, your little hunting story, right? And this, right we can right, segue right. right from here. We are we'll, segueing right now. We'll, You've done we'll, such a great job. We'll talk about it right after this. But so real quick, um, so what I'm doing is I'm learning the trumpet. And I thought I can give myself a date. Um, and I thought a really cool date would be Veterans Day because mm. it's in November. Yeah, like uh, November. I want to say 10th or 11th. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, it's a Marine's birthday. Oh, Marine's birthday is the 10th. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, so I was thinking, I got through my four lessons on trumpet. And so, and just to real quick um, let you guys know what I do 
is I had this idea to, um, I found out that there was a deficit in the amount of trumpet players available to play at veterans' um, funerals, those who rate a trumpet player. And so what they would do is stand there with a little boom box, or they'd have like a trumpet, but they'd have this little device that kind of goes inside that still is just a, you're playing this thing. No one's actually playing the real trumpet. And I thought, what a shame. I found this nonprofit that's like, that. we also think that's a shame and we're trying to, you know, encourage more people to learn the trumpet, learn the song and make themselves available to this process. And it's playing taps, right? It's playing taps. Yeah. So I decided um, my get after it project was I was going to learn taps so that I could play in uniform at um, veterans funerals. Okay. Yeah. So hold on. I just want to pause real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, taps is not an instrument. Uh, in case you have any any confusion, if you're not right. from the military world, taps is the the song played at a mi military funeral, yep. bah, 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 mm -hmm. right? Like it, it starts like that. Um, or if and, you've ever been anywhere near a military base, they play it when the flag goes down. When every the flag night. goes down at night, mm -hmm. and when we were on a mil well, when I was on a military base, you had to if you were driving, you had to stop, get out, and salute. Yep. And so it's the same on all military bases same. I'm learning in this moment. Mm -hmm. But on the Army base, I, I thought I didn't know if it was everywhere. Yeah. And then you can hear it if you're close. In Great Falls, there's an Air Force base here, Malmstrom Air Force Base. You, mm -hmm. If you're close, you can hear it. Mm -hmm. So it's um, like a really, really historical, um, very somber, but beautiful, short little song. Yep. Um, and after I... And so I learned the trumpet. I've, I've got the major scale down. I've got the blues scale down. And then I tried the actual song. Mm -hmm. And it's a couple registers higher than I can actually do right now. So I do have a lot of work to do, but I'm gonna give myself until Veterans Day, and my goal is to be able to play that song, record it, and then I'll um, upload the recording to um, our little device here so everyone can kind of hear my actual trumpet playing. And so um, I'll just share the process, you know, if anyone's interested in how I'm doing it, you know, it, I'll, I'll, I'll give little updates, you know, as we're going along. Um, but then, so that that's what kind of tied into, I wanted to do it in my um, Marine Corps uniform, the blues, which I've never worn before, because I thought that'd be kind of cool. And in order to do that, I wanted to get in Marine Corps um, shape again, which is right. what led me to um, join Volta, which even though I've got another knee injury, it's feeling good today. And I am on my way and feeling great and everything is going good. So, um, and, and, you, and you did a good job this morning, not... Like like when you had the previous knee injury that you were healing from, mm -hmm. you were still trying to do some knee stuff. Yes. But today you did a good job of kind of holding back and not doing the knee stuff. Yeah, I'm going to give it a whole maybe week or yeah. two even just to do other stuff and all. But I, because I'm I'm resolute now, I'm, I've decided I'm doing this. And yeah. so I've been having a good time. It's been keeping me motivated. Learning the trumpet has been crazy fun because I've never done anything like that before with uh, playing a, an a, like a instrument that you would play with your mouth. Like a wind wind, yeah. or brass. Or brass instrument, yeah. exactly. And so that's been super challenging um, so I can share that story with people. Um, the gym has been super challenging but fun. I feel good. And um, getting... Yeah, getting the uniform is just buying the thing. So, <laughs> but but all of that, like, I I love how it all ties together. Yes. Oh, and I wanted to make sure that um, I'm going to devote all that to um, my dearly departed uh, jazz trumpet player Stan Barron, who used to play in my band, Joe Ryan and the Groove. And so that kind of, and that's why I even had the trumpet in the first place. So I was like, all this kind of. Was it his trumpet? No, no, it was. Um, but I did call him when I bought it. So oh, okay. I, I called him up and I was like, hey, Stan, I got this $25 trumpet. I'm not sure if I should buy it, but I've been kind of wanting it. And so I described it to him. He was like, yeah, man, that's a totally a good one. And it'll, it'll play amazing for you. And just get it refurbished a little bit, about 100 bucks. 
and um, it and everyone I bring it to, they actually say, "Wow, this trumpet sounds really good." And so it just makes me think of my my good friend Stan, who was like the best trumpet player. Oh, I could play you a couple of his um, tracks from my last record, and uh, it just it makes me feel so. It's like um, a cool tribute to my friend that like I, you know I lost him. It was the first band member I had ever lost. So I was yeah. like, man, this is kind of traumatic. And this yeah. was a few years ago now, and. Um, it was really cool because I've had this trumpet, you know, staring me in the face over in the corner. Yeah. It's one of those things that you've bought in, you had every intention to do, and then you put it down for more than six months. And then you're like, am I ever going to pick that up? Yeah. yeah. And so that's the other thing that I wanted to share about this whole process. It was, I found something that turned on enough of my switches that I was able to pick up that thing and dust it off with just the the way that I put together this little project for myself it it was just it just seems so cool to me you know and that's what I'm trying to show other people like you got to find something that's cool for you what is that you know is it the is it are you an elk jerky guy and you can only get the <laughs> best jerky by smoking it this way and doing it that way and getting up super early and learning from this chef or whatever well, well, cool, man. If like if that's what you really want to do, set that project in front of you, and you might have you might just because you're so encouraged to do that, all these other cool little things will just materialize, mm-hmm. and you'll just see it go. Oh, well, since I'm on my way to learning trumpet to do this, maybe I'll get in shape into a uniform that would make me feel really good to wear again. Yeah, and then so you get to you, you pile on this little um, you you pile on this this great idea mountain that then you get to climb. Yeah, and one day you, you might get to, and then you can see all the steps, you know, when you put it together, you've put together that little mountain or that that hill that you want to climb, and when and you can see yourself now at the top of it, going, ooh, that's gonna be fun, and so if you hurt your knee along the way, or if you feel like you have no idea what you're doing with a stupid trumpet one day, you can remember like, well, I'm just gonna keep working at it because this is fun. This is something that I wanted to do anyways. This turns on all my switches and gets me real passionate about it. So anyways, um, that's my thing. That's the thing I'm going to be going after. Um, and I think I just decided today because, you know, that gives me a little bit of time. Veterans Day just sounds good. Yeah, that does sound really good. And you so know? there's a few th- key things as I've set goals in my life. And actually, I've done quite a bit of research on how to, you know, be successful, how to do this. And so you've done quite a few things in that. Like you're announcing it now. You know, you, you're not. We announced it like a month ago that this was something going on, but mm-hmm. it, we didn't give all the details. And so now all the details are announced. Announced everything. And if you don't have a podcast, you can just write them down and put them on your fridge. Yep. Tell a couple friends that are going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. And, and so you write them down. You set a date. And then you need the motivation, the why. why the why is huge. That? And so when you've now found this hole, like all veterans are promised that you can have this certain funeral. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not fulfilling that promise. Right. And, and, so, and so like you now, again, kind of, kind of similar to what we talked about before, but rather than just like yelling at people to say, yes, we need to get trumpet. You're like, nope, I'm just going to be the trumpet player. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be the solution. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep. Oh, I wish more people would do that. And so those are all really good things to, to, to set up when you're trying to accomplish a goal in your life. Mm-hmm. And definitely good things that as you're listening to the Get After It podcast that you should be doing as well. Yeah. Okay. And so that's why we're trying to do this toot your own horn. Yeah. Like, like it's okay to, to brag about some things. Yeah. It really is. Like, mm-hmm. like we want to be proud of you. Yeah. If you don't have anybody else to be proud of, you, let us do it. Let us be proud. Let yeah. us share, you know, so we'll share it on our, on our Facebook, on our stories, you know, whatever, uh, whatever, 
uh, platform uh, we can. We'll, we'll share it. And it, like we said, we'll shout it out here. Yeah, that'd be fun. And we'll be like, you know, Bob. You might even be on YouTube if we figure this out. Yeah, if we figure this out, might even be on YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to do it. And Joe's, Joe's trying to get after it. And maybe maybe uh, a couple months from now, we'll be able to toot your own horn about you learning how to edit and yeah. post and mm-hmm. and do all of that stuff too. Yeah, I've been I've been looking at a bunch of um I don't know if I was talking dang, we talked too long before we started we hit record. So I'm not sure if we already brought this up. <laughs> it's okay, I'll let you know. But um I've been watching a lot of YouTube. You know, um I, I like to watch gear channels, you know, channels that review different Oh yeah, you did you did share this, yeah. And then um I like to watch ones that have like really funny editing. You know, and not that I want to do that necessarily with this, but that is one of the, so that's one of the things that is going to, uh, that's one of the things that motivates me to want to try the editing thing. You know, like not only am I going to be helping this process, but I could start the process of maybe doing my own sort of little funny okay. stu- and, things. And, and so here's the thing is I, I had thought about showing you um, this, now that you've said this, I, I, I know an easier way, but we... Uh, there's some free editing software that comes with like Apple stuff, right? Like, okay. like there's some free stuff, like, like iMovie, iMovie. Or, or Clips and iMovie. Yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with those. Too. Yeah. But there's another one that's, um, I don't know actually the name of the company, uh, but it, everything that they do ends in Leap. So there's like Photo oh, Leap, Video Leap. I know those ones. And for like the year, it's like 25, 30 bucks mm-hmm. for a whole year to have this, this stuff. And if you follow them on, I'm sure Facebook, but I follow them on Instagram, uh, they, they give you like these little how-to videos uh, of how to edit. Like it looks like you're taking off, mm-hmm. right? And flying. But they just show you, oh, you just take a picture and then you record yourself and then you do this. And then, and it shows you like this, this, what looks like a 10 second process will probably take you, you know, half an hour to actually do it. But right. like, and it can show you the whole process of how to edit. And um, I'm going to show you a couple videos that I've done uh, for my previous youth group uh, okay. in Glasgow, mm-hmm. where um, I made a stuffed animal turn into goldfish. Ooh! Um, it, I made it. Th- I did a lot with this stuffed animal because I was trying to promote this bowling event we were doing. Okay. And the stuffed animal was the prize. Whoever got the best um, <laughs> score that night, right? Okay. And we called it a stuffed dolphin, but it was actually a, a wolf because I couldn't find a stuffed dolphin anywhere. Whoa. <laughs> and so I did this trick where I pulled it up on Amazon and then pulled it out of my computer. Uh-huh. And Whoa. I edited it to make it look like I pulled it out of the computer. I did. I, then I turned it into goldfish in the next one. Then I um, stood on top of it. Ah, cool. And made it look like I climbed on top. And so I can show you some of those cool things. I did one. We used to do this. Um, we called it, uh, oh, Pack-A-Lunch. Pack-A-Lunch Monday? Mm-hmm. Pack a lunch, Palm, pack a lunch Monday. Yeah, we called it Palm Monday or something. I have no idea, right? Like it was just, I like initials. It has nothing to do with like the Palm Sunday thing, right? Like okay, it was you. just pack a lunch Monday. And so on Mondays, I had this this place in town that would donate soup, their leftover soup, uh-huh. and I'd rewarm it. Um, and so the people that didn't pack a lunch, they would have something. And then I'd go buy like hot pockets and different things that you could just microwave quick. And then you could come over to the youth room and we'd just have lunch together. Like there was no, we're going to pray and have Bible study. It was just like, let's just hang out together. Right. Uh uh And, uh, and I did a video where I was preparing three different soups. And so there's three different Brian's all preparing soup at the same time. I'm going to have to show you that one. Yeah, I think you'll like it. And so I've done a little bit of editing. And so when you started saying, oh, there's cool things you can do with editing, Uh I love to show you some of those tricks um, that that you could then, you know, 
do and learn and, and, you know, toot your own horn later that you were able to get done. Ooh, awesome. There's- I find it exciting. You usually have the things you could teach me, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh. like, you know, like Man. reading music or, you know, with the microphones that we've been doing and headphones and how to hook them up. And you, you know more about a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. And okay. so I guess I just kind of get excited right now because now I have the thing. You can teach me the thing. <laughs> yeah, I can, is, I can teach you something. And it's in the same realm, too, because I, I know how to do um, sound editing and things like that. And oh, other... yeah. And once you know that, mm-hmm. like, it'll be super easy with video. I mean, no, not super easy. It'll be easier to step into it because I didn't know anything when I started getting into it. Awesome. I wonder if my background music is still on. And I don't know if you see on the... Um, this uh, Rodecaster Pro here that we use, there's a few scratches. You see, oh, yeah. A, a few little scratches here. It's because the last time we packed this up into the little tote, um, one of us, definitely me, uh, didn't strap it in like we always do. Uh-oh. And so when I tilted it up, I didn't even notice, but it like apparently slid down and then our mics were banging against it. Dang. Uh, so this, I'm sorry. This we, thing's tough. We got a, it, is, it is tough. It seemed to be resilient to it. Um, okay. So that's tooting your own horn. So the things you can do, if you want to take part in it is just tag us in any, it doesn't, please don't think that this has to be like, I lost a thousand pounds. I saved $2 million. Any, anything you do that you just want somebody to be proud of you. Yeah. Like if you're really good at cooking a recipe that you want it, that you want. Yeah. Show us the before picture you know like like all of the veggies or all of the the ingredients and then show the after yeah this is my famous whatever turducken yeah and tag us in it and we'll share it on our our platform Mm -hmm. and then we'll share it we'll share it on here on the next episode so hopefully by thursday you guys will be hearing somebody that we want to we want to toot their horn yeah that'd be cool i hope you guys do shout shout i'm so excited and i I do want to give credit to joe this was like it was all his idea. Thanks. Man. It was all his idea. So, I mean, so thanks, Joe. I'm excited for it. Well, hey, thanks, man. I'm excited too. With tooting my own horn, mm-hmm. uh, I have two things I want to share. This weekend, my son and I uh, went out elk hunting again, and that's what kind of led into this discussion of, yeah. of um, bugling. The thing you put in your your mouth is called a, a mouth reed, which is also like. Uh, you use reeds and like clarinets and different things, right? Yeah. And that's called a reed. And so that's what it's called. It's called a reed mm-hmm. uh, by Phelps Game Calls. And I have different colors. I showed you some of the different ones I have. My favorite is um, red, pink, and orange. Those oh. are my three favorite reeds. Out of they, the, I think I have like seven of them. Because they sound the best or the easiest? They're, to... they're easier to use. Oh. So the orange one is like the easiest. I can put it in my mouth and I got to sound like pretty easy the red one's actually harder to use but it sounds better in a bugle tube so when i'm making the sound of the elk the red one it just sounds i don't know like like meaner yeah and so the point of all of this is when you're when you're archery hunting uh that the time of year is during the the breeding season they call it the rut Mm -hmm. uh so the rut is on right and Mm -hmm. uh and so my son and I, uh, two different times uh, over the last, uh, well, the, the three and a half days that we were out there, we got into elk twice that were bugling around us. Mm-hmm. If, if this is something that you've never experienced in life, I don't know how to explain it. But I do know why this is why some combat vets find themselves hunting, because the, the same exhilaration you get from 
from a combat situation and, and even not just like the training situations where you'd have mm-hmm. like all this adrenaline and you're shooting guns and explosions are going off. It's even though it's scary, like it's still like this, your, your, your body is pushing out so many chemicals and hormones when that's going on that it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And so it's the same thing with, with elk when you're sitting in the middle of the, the mountains and you've just so happened to uh, uh, come across these elk bugling, uh, the, the males are called bulls, the females are called cows, and then the, the young are called calves. And so those are the three different type of elk you can run into, uh, bulls, cows, and calves. And w- the bulls, their, their, their sound sounds a- as manly as you can get. Like it just is just this growl that turns into this high-pitched squeal. And we're going to do an episode where we talk about trumpets and bugles yeah. and, and, and compare some of the noises and cool things. It'll probably be closer to the, the Veterans Day time as you're getting close to the, the end of years. And this has been something that I've been getting after is learning how to bugle. Um, mm-hmm. I actually did a, 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 a class. I paid money to, to go to Idaho and, and learn how to bugle. Whoa. And uh, listen to, um, there's a guy on Instagram. If, if you're at all interested in, in the sounds before we share on the podcast, a guy you can follow on Instagram is called the Elk Nut. Um, and the other one is called The Bugler. Both of those guys are going to share, or Phelps Game Calls. Um, Phelps is uh, P-H-E-L-P-S, Phelps Game Calls. Mm-hmm. You can follow any of them, and then you'll, you'll definitely somewhere, either on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see videos of them doing these elk calls. And it's really cool. Uh, so we got into them twice. We didn't get close enough to, you know, to, to finish the deal and, and harvest. Uh, there's some hunters out there that don't like calling it harvest because... Um, Harvest is what you do to a crop, okay. But what you do, to, you you actually killing an animal, mm-hmm. you know. And so you you know they, they don't want you calling it harvest. It just harvest isn't easier anyway. We didn't get an elk, okay. We didn't catch any deers, didn't get you one. know. We didn't get one. The coolest story though, and I haven't shared this story with you, is on Saturday. That was the morning that we had gotten into the elk the first time, mm-hmm. and we oh, we were just so jacked up, and we, and we 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 were definitely close at one point. Uh, you could hear their feet. Um, they don't, they're not like breaking branches or anything, but you can almost like a, a, a really deep bass drum. Mm-hmm. You can like almost feel them running away. Mm-hmm. You have to be pretty close to feel that. Whoa. And we could feel it. We just couldn't see them because it was really thick woods. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, well, let's not like keep pushing after them. Let's hope that they're going to, you know, there's a couple different herds around us. Let's hope that they just come back to this area tonight. So let's, Let's go back to the tent. So let's take a nap and then we'll come back later this afternoon. So that was the plan. We go back to our tents. We made these uh, sausages over the, the little outdoor cooker mm-hmm. and they were good, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like nap time. I'm like, all right, son, I'm, you know, he's got his tent. I've got my tent. And I get into my tent and I have this little sleeping pad. And then what I do is I, I because we were just sleeping next to the truck, I brought like my pillow from home. Mm-hmm. And because a pillow makes all the difference when camping, just if you're going to try camping, bring a pillow. Okay. Okay. It'll make things way easier. But if I'm hiking back, I'm not bringing my pillow, right? Like that's just way too much to bring in. And then I take my, I have this, what's called a dry sack, which people use for like kayaking and different things. It's just so that your stuff doesn't get wet in the rain. Okay. And so I have this dry sack full of my clean clothes Mm -hmm. and that's inside my tent. And I put it behind my pillow to like allow my head to sit up more. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I go to adjust the dry sack and pillow 
they're together. So you can picture me laying down on my, my pad, uh-huh. dry sack and pillow, and I reach my hand back and I feel what feels like, like a tree branch, like hit my arm. And I'm like, in my head, I think, well, how did a twig, you know, I think like a whole like branch, like got into my tr- tent somehow, uh-huh. right? And so I think like, how did this branch get in here? And I bring my arm forward and there's a chipmunk on it. <laughs> there's a chipmunk on my arm. Whoa. <laughs> and so I may in that moment have... Um, had said a, a curse. <laughs> it may have it may have come out of my lips. Whoa! <laughs> and and so I I say, what the heck, <laughs> right? Um, I curse you, squirrel. Yeah. And then, um, n- no control under my, what my body is doing at this moment, right? Because uh-huh. I'm completely caught off guard by this innocent little chipmunk, uh-huh. and um, and so I I yell I I scream. Mm-hmm. A very feminine scream comes out of me, uh-huh. and my son in the other tent, who's just taken off his boots and he's taken, getting ready to take a nap, he's like, "Are you okay?" Like, like he yells right away, and I, I get out. Of, I don't know how I unzipped my tent and got out as fast as I did, but the next thing I know is I'm standing barefoot in the woods, like looking back at my tent, and I went, "There's a chipmunk in my tent," <laughs> and my son just starts cracking up. He is like dying because of how much I freaked out from this chipmunk like being on me. And then um, I'll share a video of the chipmunk uh, to, to proof that it was in my tent because I videoed as my son and I were trying to get it out of the tent. Okay. I didn't do a very good job, so it's only a few seconds. Uh, I think it's up on my story right now on my personal Instagram, uh, Brian Gus. Uh, you can check it out. But uh, anyway... Uh, that was the coolest part of, of the trip that I wanted to share on the podcast. <laughs> there were amazing. some other cool things, but I got attacked by a chipmunk. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and then later when we're like cleaning up the tent a day and a half later, um, I move my sleeping pad and, and get all my stuff out of the tent. There's little um, chipmunk uh, chocolate treats mm, <laughs> left leaving. in my tent. Ch- chipmunk leavings. Yeah, leavings. And, uh, and uh, it was just another reminder as I was cleaning up. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's and right. I think it was in there for a while because we had got up at 4.30 in the morning. And I'm actually kind of... Okay, so you don't allow double dipping, right? Right. Because uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. You, you've got like this, like, you might as well just like stick your whole finger in the sauce if you're going to double dip, yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah, basically. I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem with like insects and things being where I sleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm actually kind of paranoid about it. And so my tent is never unzipped longer than it takes for me to, to get out and in. Yeah. There's no hole in my tent that this chipmunk could have gotten in. Oh, and yeah. so it's, it's deceiving to me how it got in there. And uh-huh. it literally had to have climbed in as I was climbing out Whoa. at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> and so it was in there from 4.30 till almost noon. Whoa. And it had left his little leavings, mm-hmm. his chocolate treats for me, mm-hmm. which I had looked around for. But they're actually like the size of a gnat. They're very small. But I was able to identify them later. <laughs> and so that, that's, that's my story. Um, as, as we toot our own horns, though, we're going to do an episode where we discuss the, the similarities and differences between trumpets and, and elk bugling. Yeah. And why? I mean, I feel like it's one of the oldest instruments, too. You know, like uh, 
and it's it's cool it's just it comes up a lot you know people have a the horn that they blow right before a, a war or whatever right right there's well and it and, and it goes into the biblical Vi- talk that we Vikings had about about yeah. the horn um yeah. and all of that and then here we are bugling for elk and you yeah know. I, I like the similarities and where it, where it all leads but we wanted to research a little bit more Yep. And so I'd love to know. So I'm going to tell you kind of some areas to research. Yeah. What would you like to know? About I would the like trumpet? to know like like the That's origins funny. of the trumpet, mm, right? Okay. Like like um, so the trumpet you have. I know. So I don't know. Okay. I feel that there's two different types of trumpet. Yep. There's one that has buttons. Yep. And there's one that doesn't. It's true. Okay. And you're learning to play the button one. Yes. And okay. um, fun fact: the um, t- the song taps is originally played on the buttonless one. Are there different names for them? Uh, hmm. So that'd be, that'd be something to know as well. Yeah, like I'll, like I'll, the different names of those. I'll get you all the, yeah, the nomenclature. Because I'm sure there's like a, uh, okay, uh, I might sound like a, a, a newbie here mm-hmm. uh, or, or ignorant, but I'm assuming that there's also different types of buttoned trumpets. There's like probably like a bass or a tenor or an alto yeah, something along those lines, there and so are, maybe there is actually, yeah. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. and so maybe they're also made out of different um, materials. Sometimes that's right. Uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. and so then it's the same thing when it comes to reeds and bugles. And bugles, you, you can get them different sizes. You can get them different um, thicknesses and different things like that. And so I can come with similar um, information with the bugles, and I can also come to the origin. My origin is going to be much earlier than yours is. Yeah, like when did. Um, when did people stop doing it just regularly with their mouth if they've ever done that in history and then who was the first person or group of people that were like hey we're going to make these reeds yep and then up to the company that you would buy them from that would be interesting yep you know because yep. yeah and then and, and um, so I'll go over that and then what oh, I go and, ahead and the competitions like you said that there are people who oh, are yeah, known yeah. for like doing it so well that yep. people are tricked yeah you know? so the the <clears throat> well that actually happened to me this weekend yeah. So the second group of elk we got in, one of those elk was a dude. Just it was a, another hunter. It was a guy just so yeah. good at the call. He was so good at it that my son and I, because he was upwind, so uh, you, whenever you're moving in on elk, you want the, the wind in your face. Because yeah. if it's at your back, that means your smell is going to be ahead of you. They're going to smell They're going to smell you before they see you, and they trust their nose more than their eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. So if they smell you, they're gone. Mm-hmm. They can actually see you or hear you and not run away. Oh, um, and they, definitely when they see you, they'll they'll start <laughs> to be worried and probably run away. But you're in camo. You're moving really slow. They may question what they see. Mm-hmm. They never question their nose. So anyway, that it just so happened. The hunter was the perfect direction for us to move into the wind mm-hmm. the whole way there. And so we get to about 100 yards of this hunter before we realize this is a hunter. And <laughs> like, then the whoa. other the other two bulls that were bugling, we could hear them getting closer and closer to the hunter because he was doing such a good job of it. Mm, that's what I like. Like there's a, a, a level of skill associated with it. And if there are competitions, let's hear about one or two of them. Like, is yep. the, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because yeah. the guy that I, the, at least the one that I'd shared, the, the bugler, he's won some national and world uh, championships for, okay. for elk calling. That'd be cool. And I might do, um, maybe I'll just, Say like these are the world-renowned trumpet players now that I look up to. Maybe something like that. Yeah, little yeah something like that. Yeah. Where it came from, what some of the things are called, um, and then um, how it's used today. Maybe something like that. You know, yeah. what I mean? that kind of stuff.
Yeah, Ooh. I like that. Like hit the history part is the really interesting part for me. Like to hear where it comes from. Yeah, I really want to know where it comes from, and and I can't wait to do. I know. I want to confirm before I even share anything, but I know a little bit of the history of like the bugles and the reeds and things like that. Cool. Elk hunting in the form that it is right now has only been around for about 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've hunted elk since humans and elk were existing, right? But right. but the form it's in now with calling and things like that has only been 30, 40 years. Cool. So the people that actually invented it and started working on it, many of them are still alive. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> right? So and so, so not, not the case with trumpets. Hmm. You know, that's the same thing with bass guitars. I didn't realize that. Electric bass. It's, oh, right. It's right. only been around since the 50s. Yep. You know, yep. and it revolutionized music. Because if you ever listen to jazz music, and I recommend that you do, the my, one of my favorite things is that bass in the background, that double bass, you know? But I always have the same complaint. Like, I can never hear it. Even uh-huh. even when it's like, oh, it's time for the bass solo in this whatever jazz song. It's still like, boom, 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 and you can barely hear it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyways. Um, and, and that kind of, um, and I want, if anyone is interested in bass or just funny, um, YouTube channels where, mm-hmm. where people do funny things. And I, and my wife was even watching this with me. It's called Davey 504. And all he does is talk about bass guitar. And I think it's hilarious. So. What, what is the 504? Is there meaning, musical meaning to that? Yeah. He's Italian. Well, not musical. Um, he's Italian and the Europeans put the, the day before the month. Oh, okay. And he was born on. April the 5th. April 5th. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So anyways, I don't know why that... Um, say, say the name again that they can check out. Davey504. He's very, very popular, um, which is really interesting because he's got almost 10 million subscribers. And it, the, the cool thing about him, that I, the reason I'd bring him up, and that I think you, I might even send you a couple of his videos because mm-hmm. it's, the type of, it's the type of just hokey, kind of funny editing that he does that makes it kind of funny. Yeah. And um, he makes it accessible for everybody. He's just, he's just a funny guy that um, I think he, he piggybacked off of PewDiePie's channel, if you're familiar with the most famous YouTuber who yeah. ever lived, PewDiePie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like we could we have a little little, little to learn, if you, and, and if you ever just need to laugh for a few minutes, he's hilarious. Part of the reason, there, one of the more popular YouTube channels now is uh, Mr. Beast. You ever heard oh, of Mr. Beast? So he does a similar things to Mr. Beast. Okay, so yep. Mr. Beast also got famous because of PewDiePie. Well, and, part of it, part of it was due to PewDiePie. And I only know Mr. Beast because of Davey Five Hundred Four, who told me about the PewDiePie thing. So I guess they're all working together. And you know what's funny? I've never watched a single PewDiePie YouTube. Me neither. But I've watched Mr. Beast a, a, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, not definitely, definitely not like my thing. But mm-hmm. there are some funny ones or like some challenges he does and stuff that mm-hmm. the algorithm of YouTube is like, oh, you might like this, and so I believe out uh, YouTube. So I think we should um, recommend people some YouTube channels that we watch. Oh, we've done that before. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna put a note of that. Just as a, I like it as a reoccurring thing. Like if we do find anything, maybe we'll just have it on the. Okay, did you see anything funny this week? Well, and now that I'm thinking of it, I should share Elk Shape, um, yep. which is, uh, I, I want an e-bike. I'm, I know I've shared that on the podcast before uh, through this guy. I've, I've met him. His name is Dan Staten. Mm-hmm. But he he's actually where I went to in Idaho. They called it an Elk Shape camp. But he does a lot of fitness when mm-hmm. it comes to like being physically fit enough to go after elk. 
But some of that, if you want to learn more about bugling, I know he's going to have stuff on his YouTube channel. So that would be a good one. But, but you have to be into archery, fitness or hunting to like this one. This isn't like, Oh, go check this out. Cause it's, it's a, you gotta be into one of those three things to, to really like it. I've got two that I've stumbled on, um, recently in the last, well, one in the last year and the other one in the last few months. But one of them was, um, I think they call them first amendment checkers. Mm-hmm. And what they'll do is um, they'll they'll have a GoPro or some video, or and they'll be live. You know what I mean, streaming live, and then they'll go into like a federal building. You know what I mean, and they'll start just you know saying, "Hey, I'd like to you know do some of this or some of that," and they'll ask them like, "Well, okay, but don't you can't videotape me?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, well, you should check the law because you're a federal employee and this is a federal building, and I can do whatever I want with this video camera." And they just happen to know the law, <laughs> right? But um, it's hilarious because um, most people think that, well, no, you can't videotape me. I'm a federal, you know, employee. Which is completely opposite. It's the opposite. They absolutely yeah. can in most cases. And, yeah. and they, it's so great. I mean, there's, it, it's just a funny laugh because they're usually very irreverent. They're just in your face, you know, because they're like, this is my first amendment, you know. Right. <laughs> and then the cops come. And if they arrest them, they get they get even worse. They're like, "Oh, you're you're about to give me some money now," because they'll sue them. You know what I mean? Right. And because they, they know, and they a lot of them are like, "Well, the last time this happened, I made thirty grand." Wow! So that's a hilarious one to watch. Um, just First Amendment. What's check- it called? First Amendment checkers, and there's different channels. So just search oh, okay. around. They're fun. Um, I would never. Do, I, I picture myself doing that. I would never do that. Oh no, no, <sighs> I I don't have. One the gumption of, ugh, to be one, able to do that. One of them was amazing. Like this guy was, uh, he was just going to a parking lot where the police are and he was just taping the inside of police cars. <laughs> and got in trouble. And the guy's like, Woody, you can't do that. He's like, that's a piece of public property and I'm I'm in, I'm not in a any sort of, um, there's no sign that says I can't be here. This is public property. I'm standing on this sidewalk. I can see from here into that car. Do we have a problem? <laughs> right. And and there and the chief would come out and basically they'd argue, argue, argue. But that, at the end of the video, the the First Amendment checker is always in the right because they know it. They knew it before they started. That's why they have a big YouTube right. channel. You right. know? And they're just trying to show, well, there's a lot of police out there. And maybe this isn't maybe the best thing you should be watching right now because of the environment of people not right. already not liking the police. But hey, it is a, I mean, they're fun to watch and you can see how police officers, some police officers, not all, just the ones that make it on the show, go out there and they really try to push you around. Right, because that's the thing is I wish they would also show the ones where the police officers like comply. They do. Oh, I, I, okay, I they do show that because there is like, there's probably an abundance. There are so many. They'll of, actually say, of, you know what, sir, thank you so much. You know, what's your badge number? Oh, my gosh, this guy. Hey, everyone, we need to, you know, can I see right. your supervisor? Okay. Yeah, because that's actually yeah. the reason I would never do it. Yeah, is yeah. because you end up just showing this negative side of everything. You want to, like, give people yeah. praise when there's praise because deserved, Because as, as you're too. talking about this, there was a, a semi-viral video that went out of this uh, woman in Australia mm. that uh, didn't get vaccinated. Ooh. And they keep, like, Australia isn't the United States. Yeah, no. Uh, They aren't free. Very different laws. Yeah, very different laws. And so she got um, pulled over for being outside of, apparently, if you're not vaccinated, you only have, like, a five-mile range from your home you're allowed to go. 
and I can't remember what it's called, but she was outside of her range Dang. and she got pulled over. And uh-huh. so she went live on like Instagram yep. and said, I'm pretty sure I'm pulled over because I'm outside my range. And she used a different terminology. I'm using the wrong terminology here. Right. Um, and, and she went outside of her range and was literally arrested. The cop came in, turned off, turned off the recording and, and like she got arrested. And I, d- I never followed up to like know what happens. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But like we're so free in this country that people can have entire YouTube channels celebrating the fact that we're free. Oh yeah, there was one and and uh, there was one where the guy is like standing outside of a police just building. He's just mm-hmm. standing outside, broad daylight, and um, he's taping the building. These two cops come out and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" You know, and then they yeah. come up and he doesn't answer. He doesn't even look at them. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, what are you doing?" And the guy just walks away without acknowledging the cop at all. Right. <laughs> and the guy goes and grabs him and says, hey, I'm talking to you. And that was the end of it. You know what I mean? Because like the guy was like, hey, I mean, is, uh, I'm sorry I'm looking suspicious to you, but suspicious of what crime? Right. And, and the cop couldn't cite it. He's like, well, you can't be just taping a building. He's like, well, what crime would that be that I can't tape your building from this public sidewalk? And the chief came out and it was hilarious because the chief came out and he listened. And the police officer like, you know, told him, hey, this is what happened. He didn't respond, blah, 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 blah. And the chief's like, okay, um, uncuff him. Because <laughs> he'd been dealt with, he, he dealt with one of them before. He's like, right. this is a First Amendment checker. Um, you messed up. We're sorry, sir. Um, you, can, <laughs> you can leave now. Um, right. And they sued him for like an amount of money then he got it and yeah, i was like right. and he did and he did that with impunity he just stood there in his black glasses and was just like touch me you don't you can't touch me you work for me and i was like i would never talk to a cop like that ever right well and that's that's actually i think what feeds into this could be a whole podcast episode because maybe my, my grandpa was in the sheriff's department and i have a whole story that goes into that about mm-hmm. a cop car and somebody um, close, closely related to me that took one of the cop cars. And, Whoopsie daisy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have a whole story about that uh, when I was in my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. But so I have the, like this different, um, this whole different view just because I have a family member mm-hmm. that, that I respect. And I, I've t- had many talks with him about, you know, serving and being a police officer. And he was also a, a disabled Vietnam vet. And yeah. so like when I think of police officers, he's the first first one I think of, right? Mm -hmm. And then I have friends that are police officers and I've known other police officers. I've been in trouble with the police before. Mm -hmm. And so like then other ones flash through my mind and I'm like, oh, okay, I can see like where where some of this, Mm -hmm. and I wish the training was better. And I, you know, there's so many things, but we could have a whole talk about like, like the the bad image on police and there's, you know, the the Floyd issue and and all this stuff. But as I'm ta- as as you're talking about this, I'm kind of glad that there are people out there that that are checking this, mm-hmm. right? Like doing these First Amendment checks, even though I think they're pandering and they're oh yeah, they're um, even like uh, what's it like coercing? Co- uh, coercing. To, mm-hmm. uh, is that the right word? Like, like instigating? Yeah. Right? Like it's almost like entrapment. Almost like entrapment, right? right? Like, like, but it's not because they're within their legal limits, and yeah, they're trying well, to prove a point that, like, you know, cops kind of, you know, that what you're trying to say is many cops act like this, and even the whole group and station will come out and try to bully you, right? And you need to know how to stand your ground, and you know that sort of message is right. But but, yeah, but it, is, it is important for people to know, and I think that um, with with people like that, it helps keep some of these laws in check. Because just as you said, mm-hmm. I would never do that to pol- a police officer. Because their job is so stressful, you know. <laughs> Police officers are so used to everyone just blindly, 
mm-hmm. listening to them that I think that's where we get to this point where they think, well, this guy's being suspicious. I can arrest him. That's suspicious of him not to talk to me. I'm just a police officer doing and that's, my job. That's, that's where we get to this, uh, you know, um, I, I read a story of this uh, uh, female African-American that um, was detained, um, forcefully was detained because she wouldn't open up her purse. Uh, she wouldn't uh, show the police what she had in her purse because she looks suspicious. Yeah, it's the type of things that inspire these channels. And it's like, okay, you know? so you're you're just doing this because of the color of her skin and where she's walking, but none of those things are actually suspicion. There's bad people. Those are bias. There's bad people that make it through the police academy. Right, you know, they, right. There's no test for how good or moral you are. It's just sometimes there's bad yeah. ones. Can you, can you memorize the laws? Can you do a few you know, sit-ups, push-ups, runs? Yeah. Uh, can you pass the uh, probably shooting? Can mm-hmm. you get tased? And it's and it's tough because these people have a lot of power, you know, and a lot of responsibility at the same time. And you know, like you said, the training could be better or different, or because what we have now is not a not a we we have a situation that we don't want. We we don't want distrust on both sides and feeling like we're battling. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, or, we don't want. We want to be able to trust the police officers. And here's actually, I'm, I have to do a correction of this current podcast. Mm, um, I said I read about or heard about this woman. It was actually an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh my. I'm just now remembering it because they just came out with like new episodes. Okay. And it was in one of those episodes because they're actually, um, because they're so recent, They, I think a lot of TV shows took a break during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then now they're post-pandemic. And since that, we've had a lot of distrust in police. And this is a show about police officers. Oh, yeah. And so the you. first few episodes now that they just released uh, Hulu. I got Hulu specifically so I could watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because it's funny. <laughs> okay. And um, the, the, the most recent ones actually go over some of these um, these things that we're facing, these current events and, and, yeah. and all of the polarization that we have with the police officers. Um, they're, they're going over some of those things. So it's actually kind of entertaining and also somewhat educational. It is left-leaning. Mm-hmm. So if you're a right wing person, you may not enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine being a no wing person. I'm I'm on the plane. I'm not on one of the wings. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, so. I, I love it when Saturday Night Live kind of goes after that too. And and oh, they, I haven't watched that show in such a long time. And they do it in in a way that's like, well, we're just gonna talk about it because you know they got like a week and then they come out and sometimes it's like completely inappropriate. Right. But it, the thing I like about it is that they they bring it up. Right, they don't. They don't just ignore this huge thing, this elephant That's in the room. That's the whole reason I like listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. That's hopefully what what we can have here as well is being able to talk about some of these things and and not be angry about it, but be willing to to talk about it. Yeah, it's tough, you know, because you want to. But that's the problem, you know. I feel like, um, like I said, my life is so good, you know. Like I could, if I wanted to ignore this conversation and yeah. and get away from it and not ever have to talk about oh, it totally. because we could talk talk about trumpets and hunting yep and and but on the other hand you know maybe it's i just i just if i could i'd want to be part of the solution yep if there's a solution and if the solution is just that we're open to talking about it and we don't just have this knee-jerk reaction and and well this is what we think and here's how we're going to vote and i don't want to hear anything about it because i don't like that subject yeah and there's lots of subjects like that. Um, um, I'm, yeah, it, it, it's, I guess it's worth it. So if, it, if we fail and, and we offend a bunch of people and, and it's not worth it, then, hey, at least we're willing. We're willing to try. And, yeah. and if we fail, we're sorry. And, you know, 
we're pre sorry but there's another funny there's another funny um youtube thing that i think everyone should look into and it's um, a, a recent one and it's where um and I, and you'd have to just search for it um and it's like um showing scammers their own cameras or you know um, deleting a scammer's files and you and you can delete these oh, sort of things yeah, yeah 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 where the guy hacks into um places you know for instance maybe in india you know or another country and you know they're trying to call them up and they're trying to scam this person and the person is actually a hacker from america and really really knows exactly yeah, what yeah. he's doing and so he'll actually get into their computer and lock all their files, like all the files that allow them to make money and even, yeah. even their bank accounts. Yeah. And then show them their own camera <laughs> and be like, hello. And then a lot of, a couple of them have even taken the time to learn their language and can speak in their language to them because they're all speaking in, you know, English, trying to say, oh, no, my name's Bob. You know, we're just trying to try to hear, you know, we're trying to fix your computer. Yeah. And so those ones are so funny. I mean, and I don't feel like um, they're politically charged. <laughs> right, right. I just right. feel like those are fun. Oh, that's a, that's a good, that so many people are taken advantage of with with these scammer calls. So satisfying to see a scammer themselves yeah. just get it, you know. Yeah. And and I don't feel bad for them at all. No. Um maybe mm-hmm. maybe I should because a lot of them are from third world countries and they're just trying to make a living and they're doing what their boss man says. Maybe it's totally maybe, illegal there. Maybe they don't know they got to know. They got to know that they're ripping off people. But maybe they've justified it because they're from a third world country and yeah. we're from rich America. You know, For whatever sure. it may be. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel bad. Yeah. Uh, however, yeah. they've justified it. Uh, their means to an end. I don't think stealing bread from one person to feed your family is is what you should do. No, I, I think that you got to work hard and you need to plant your own wheat or something. You know what I mean? Like that's right. Um, st- stealing from somebody is not. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to go down this whole tangent, but. Uh, Oh, I like that. And so, what would you what would you search on YouTube? Um, uh, you you can search deleting a scammer's files, um, drinking a scammer's tears. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, there's a, there's a bunch of them, and uh, deleting a scammer's file. They usually say it like that a scammer, and so um, hilarious. Just and they're, then there'll be different channels like uh, like the First Amendment um, checkers because I think one guy started doing it and got a bunch of attention, and so couple other people have decided they, they learned how to do it and I'm like I kind of want to learn how to do it I don't know if I'd do a YouTube channel but right just to hack the hacker ooh oh that sounds so satisfying you know yeah because I was almost hacked one time oh really kind of where this guy was like did you have a prince that was coming and needed to deposit money in your account close oh really oh yeah well he called well he um, he called me or emailed me and said hey I'm doing a wedding in Bozeman I'm from whatever other state. I'm from yeah. Cleveland or whatever. And would it be cool if I sent you the money for um, your fee, like whatever it is, and I quoted him some good fee, and then um, and 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 there was like let's say eight hundred bucks. I can't remember. Um, so he sends me this check, and he's like, "I'm just gonna you know pay you up front." And I was like, "Neat." And so he sends me this check, and it's for like twenty four hundred dollars or some amount and he goes like oh my bad i gave you the amount for you and the photographer would you mind cashing this check and i don't know sending me back the 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 rest you keep your fee and you just send me back the rest or something like that i can't remember exactly what you want me to do but i was in the process of doing it you know what i mean and and i think melanie was just like oh that doesn't sound right that sounds like a scam And then I think I made a couple calls or something like that. And, and I so the scam like, was like, like he was like using someone else's checkbook or. 
a, a, a fraudulent check. It was like a money order, maybe. He sent yeah. me like a Western Union or something, a, a money order that I would have to cash. Or I, I can't remember. But it was, yeah, somehow. And then I was going to send that to some P.O. box or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he almost got, I was going through the motions with him. I was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I got the money, so what the heck? And then, well, the cash didn't, like the cash bounced. I mean, the check bounced. Yeah. That's the scam. So there's no money in oh, whatever gotcha, account. Gotcha, gotcha. So he's thinking if you can get the money, somehow and then he's making the change and and yeah i'm the one in trouble that bounced the check yeah yeah and he's he's separated from it Mm. Mm. i know that that i I can't say that i to say that i almost fell for it is 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 a far reach but we're old enough that like we remember when email was invented Mm -hmm. right and maybe not when it was invented but at least when it became public you know you know yahoo or aol yep aol um, remember, you've got mail. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Or <laughs> Yahoo. Yeah. That guy who did yeah. that Yahoo yeah. is from Montana. I think he's from Conrad. Oh, really? His name is, I think he has the same last name as you. No. His name is Wiley Gustafson. Oh, you've got to, you've got to, just you research that right now. Like literally right now. Oh, you can't. I'll, I'll research it right now. Yeah. Wiley Gustafson. I I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. Gus. Nuh-uh. The guy that did the Yahoo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like okay. a, he's a well-known yodeler. <laughs> oh, hold on here. here we him go. and his... Uh, I think it's his brother. His brother's name is um, Eric Fingers Ray. And he actually plays around here all the time. He's a math teacher from Conrad. Wow. He's like a solo fingerstyle blues country guy. Super good. Did you find it? Wiley Gustafson, Gustafson, the cowboy behind the Yahoo's trademark yodel, is singing a happier tune. Back in 1996, Mr. Gustafson wow, was paid $590 to record his yodel for what he said he thought was one-time use by Yahoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Hold on. I want to see. There's more to this article. I want to see what it says. He's like locally famous, I guess what you'd say. So... Mr. Gustafson, 41, got in touch with Yahoo, which he said gave him another $590. It was supposed to appease me, but it didn't, he said. After several phone calls and letters to the company received no response, Mr. Gustafson said he retained a lawyer and filed a $5 million copyright infringement suit in April that he said got Yahoo's attention. My complaint was finally heard by the right people. Within a week, we had settled fairly, justly, and quickly. The Yoda will continue to be used in Yahoo advertisements, said Mr. Gustafson, who, was, who has also done commercials for Miller Lite, Mitsubishi, and Taco Bell. You're friends with him? I mean, I have Facebook friends. Facebook friends. I'm actually friends with his um, drummer, Tim Lashley. So when not touring the country with his band, Wiley and the Wild West... That's mm-hmm. his band. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gustafson raises cattle and horses on a 600-acre ranch in Dusty, Washington, and competes in rodeo events. Mm-hmm. I was raised as a rancher, he said. I'm going to spend my settlement on ranching till it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. and uh, what's the guy's name? Clayton. Clayton um, is his guitar player who actually lives here in, in uh, Great Falls. We should totally try to get Mr. Gustafson on the podcast. You guys might be related. Would that be weird? Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> is it the same spelling? Yeah, it, yeah, it's the same spelling. And <laughs> That's awesome. so here's the deal. is like on my dad's side, I know my dad, his sister, and two brothers. Mm-hmm. And his dad, that's it. Oh. 
And so, like, that side of the family kind of, like, you know, I don't have much history. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a lot about it. And so people ask me all the time because my, my last name is also used in um, Grumpier, Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men. Okay. One of the main characters, his last name in the movie is Gustafson. Gustafson. From, from Minnesota. Okay, I'm with you. And, um, and then there's a few Gustafsons. There's one that teaches here in town and actually is uh, the same as my wife, uh, first name. And uh, so people confuse her, those oh. two, all the time. And there's some other ones known, but whenever somebody's like, hey, are you related? I'm like, I, no, <laughs> like, like, just no, I'm nope. not. I might be, you know, down the line, um, mm-hmm. you know, the son of Gustav. You might just um, be um, one of the distant heirs to the Yahoo yodeling fortune. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, that's the whole reason we need to get him on the podcast yeah. is just to see if I'm if I'm an heir to it. Oh yeah. my goodness, I didn't. I'm I'm so excited to tell so many people about this. It's a wicked thing, and like he's he is good. I mean, you listen to his stuff. He's got albums out, like he and he has old timey cowboy music. It's I good actually stuff. like yodeling. It's good. Oh, it's good stuff too. When you hear a good that YouTube that mm-hmm. good yodeling mm-hmm. like the original yodely, yodely, yodely. oh it's so good I'm not good at it but it, oh my goodness even that cowboy stuff um, I think it's Merle Haggard this yeah the original we could have him do a sound bit oh, for it was us Hank Hank Williams I think it was and pay him five hundred and ninety dollars <laughs> one time only <laughs> well, and if he complains we'll pay him twice yep we'll, we'll settle out of court. <laughs> But yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. But the whole reason I was saying that is like mm-hmm. we when email first came out, scammers instantly were there. Yeah. And so one of the Prince ones were like, hey, I'm a prince yeah. from whatever. I'm going to send you this money so mm-hmm. that I have it when I come to the United States. It's a similar scam to what you almost fell similar. victim to. Mm-hmm. I like, like got that email and I was old enough to like, you know, I had my own email account. It wasn't like my parents could check, but I, I called my mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mom, you'll never, you'll never guess what happened to me. And she's like, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't happen. And she's like, do not email them back. I'm like, okay, I haven't emailed anybody back. She's like, that's called spam. Yeah. Don't you open need, that. You need to, you need to spam that and not respond anytime a prince emails you out of the blue. Yeah. So you're not actually going to be rich. <laughs> ah, sad. I was excited when I got that same email back in those days. I was like, oh, maybe. No, that could, yeah. Dang it. And, and it gets your hopes up. Just like, um, have you ever bought a lottery ticket? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't anymore. I had a, I had a gambling problem. So you don't do and it And so I don't, I don't do it anymore. Sometimes my wife and I will be like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, and she'll go buy it and, and do that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you get your hopes up, right? Like you have this lottery ticket for $538 million And you're like, well the government's going to take half of it, you know? And so now you're in your head, you're like, Oh, I'm going to have 270 million. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What am I going to do with my 270 million? But like, that's such an astronomical amount of money that those of us making like above minimum wage, you know, we're in the the middle class America, Mm -hmm. just like we can't grasp it. No. And it's only rainbows and butterflies, but you don't think about all the difficulties of, of managing it. And all of, I say right now, I don't know Gustafson's, I would know Gustafsons that say that they're related to me, right? And mm-hmm. they need help, and mm-hmm. I love helping people. And so, oh yeah, I, I would be out of money pretty quick. Your whole life would be different. Yeah, and they say that like like most people that win the lottery within a decade are are broke. 
Yeah, I'm actually worried about too much riches or fame. It doesn't look like it, it helps people in their happiness, you know? No. <laughs> and, and like they, they say the cheesy thing, like money doesn't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. And like, I think a private jet would be cool. Sure. You know, and, and you know, we have the, the 10 questions where like a, there's a private jet waiting outside and mm-hmm. uh, it can take you anywhere and then you can take that food and eat it anywhere. That sounds fun. It does. But maintenancing a jet and buying a hangar and like paying for fuel and insurance and like the money's gone pretty quick because you only think about the jet. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to, you don't think about the retainer you have to have for the pilot that's just on call. Mm-hmm. and the stewardess and the maintenance crew. And when, I mean, just imagine like the little problems you have with your personal vehicle. Yeah. And like the starter goes out. I have no idea how much a starter for a private jet is. So much. Yeah. It's probably more than my car <laughs> costs. Right. And so, yeah, I think, uh, but, but again, it's just like that. You get that email, that scam email. And for a moment you dream of, of your private mm. Island, yeah. you know, that, that, you can buy and bring your family to and you know you know whatever you you dream of all these awesome things you could do with it um we had a plan for this podcast to to talk about well to ask each other the 10 questions yeah but we've been going again for a long time joe we got no time but what you saying that didn't make me um there's a question that i think i'm gonna um change okay so the question um that i'd like to change is um the three things in the burning house. Yeah. You know, cause people, I think people are getting confused. There's just too much like, well, what type of fire? Is it a slow burn or is it well, how, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. how many minutes do I have to collect these items? Yeah. So now what I'd like to change it to, um, is the desert Island, you know? Oh, like what are you bringing on the desert Island? What three items would you have to have on your desert Island? Yeah. You know, and so if you're on a desert Island, there's coconuts and monkeys. Oh, and the answer is, the answers differ so because I don't think anybody's bringing family photos. Yeah. But that's the first thing everybody says they're saving. Like I want you, you need to be able to survive and be happy and not go crazy. So yeah. what three things? And so food is taken care of. You don't have, you're going to feed yourself on the Island. So, yep. um, Desert Island with plenty of food and water and shelter, you know, but what are the things that you would need to have, you know, and yeah. So mm. I thought that would be just mm. an interesting question. We'll get maybe some of the same answers, but maybe there's just less of trying to explain, you know, well, you're, you, you can have a box. The smoke is not yet in your lungs. You know, you can have it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you need to jump in your it, truck. Is, is my garage going up too? Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, there's is, lots of other questions that is, accompany it. Is that an attached garage we're dealing with? Like, yeah. Okay. Cause I'm just trying to get to know you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think t- the desert Island will answer that better. Okay. I like it. I desert like Island. it. I'm, I'm putting that as a note. And on the, the next episode, if we're not interviewing somebody, we are going to go over the 10 questions together. And you'll hear Joe's answers mm-hmm. and my answers. What we've decided is we're going to ask question one, and then we'll both answer that question in turn. Yep. And then question two. And so maybe like on question one, you go first, and then I go second. And on question two, I'll go first, you go second. We'll kind of alternate that way mm-hmm. uh, just to go through the 10 questions. And what we're going to do is, is um, we just want to answer them because we've never had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. We always ask everyone else, yeah, and then we share a little bit. But we're gonna we're gonna give our answers, mm-hmm. and, and then also we're gonna say, oh, we're gonna get rid of this question, and we're gonna here's a few questions we have in mind to replace. Yeah, exactly, like the barefoot slippers or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna put uh, right right underneath that. 
what was your favorite shoes ever? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you remember the, oh, am I supposed to answer right now? You can if you want to write it down. Okay. Because there's, there's two shoes that come to mind. Oh my goodness. There's so many shoes. I love shoes. Right? That's a pretty good question. Oh, I love shoes. Because my favorite shoes right now are my crispy hunting boots. And I've talked about those before. Those right. are my favorite right now. Mm-hmm. But I also got a pair of, um, they're called combat flip-flops. <laughs> Can't even picture this. <laughs> right. no, but they're just normal <laughs> flip-flops. They're okay. the most comfortable flip-flops I've ever worn. I don't know how you make them more comfortable. And they have Velcro on the top that you can switch out the Velcro, like what, it, what it'll say or like the little patch oh, cool. on them. And so they're kind of cool. And so I have like the Iraqi campaign patch that I can Ooh. put on my flip-flops. Um, but when I was, when I was younger... My favorite, I saved up the first pair of shoes I ever bought on my own. Mm-hmm. Reebok came out with these, like, they look like a zebra. Oh, I was hoping that immediately you'd be like, yeah, I remember. Maybe. But they, they were white and black, and, and they just had cool lines in them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time I ever bought, like, the shoe maintenance kit. You know, like the little spray and the rag and the, the, the toothbrush type thing. I think I do know what you're talking about. They almost look like uh, Sean Kemp shoes from the Sonics. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He had weird yep. style and so, so they were just cool. And I, I actually feel like Shaquille O'Neal was wearing them. Yeah, okay. I feel like that's who was wearing them mm-hmm. because he was pretty popular when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It's probably him. And then the other ones were the Nike pumps. Oh, yeah. I didn't buy those shoes. My mom bought them for me. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones I was like the most excited to get. Mm-hmm. And they weren't good. No. They just, All they did was just like squish your foot. Your foot got squished. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the, um, in some vehicles, you can have the lumbar support that's mm-hmm. air. Yeah. And you're like, I don't like this. This is not. It good. just feels like somebody's blowing up a balloon in your back, mm-hmm. like, like in your seat. That's what it was like. It was like four different balloons inside your shoe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't like it, yeah. but I was so excited for the pumps. Yeah. Because rem- you, could, you could pump them. Oh, it's so cool. I remember those shoes. What, okay, so what shoes, what shoes were you most excited the about? Most excited about? <sighs> oh, no, there's the Adidas. Mm. I can't remember what brand they or what model they were. But I think, Adidas. Yeah, the Adidas um, had some... Um, Samba, they're the Sambas. Um, they're soccer shoes, right? Kind of. Yeah, I like. And I was, I, I was like a huge soccer player. And um, I'd say that my favorite shoes I ever bought were my uh, my Red Wings that I got a few years oh, ago. Oh, you, you talked about those, yeah. yeah? Because I did a lot of research. Um, I was looking for something that I could wear all day during shows at work, um, and then the idea of wearing something that a postal worker would wear just really clicked in my brain and I was like wow okay and the style of shoes that a postal worker would wear is called an Oxford shoe okay and if you are a man and you need to dress up for anything I recommend you buying an Oxford style shoe in either and should be black but you can get dark brown or whatever whatever your style is but I I just learned all that I learned that the Oxford is one of the first it's like the you know when the when uh, men's style was kind of set in the 50s right and there was no there was no deterring from that you you wore a double-breasted two-button black with white and mm-hmm. black tie or bow tie mm-hmm. like that was like that you could change the the tie or bow tie or the little um decorative handkerchief that's it that's it right and yeah. so the, everything was just kind of set and right. it's it comes from um the military uniform right 
Right. And so, um, and it was supposed to be so that everyone was the same. So if everyone was wearing a suit that was the same dimensions, like in the military, it was your um, your work and your what you produced that would set you apart. Oh, that's yeah, why they did that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, um, so I the Oxford was that shoe. It's the number one. It's the classic of classic shoes. You can get other stuff, you know, and there's definitely other styles of shoes that are really, really cool. But the ones for me, I like vintage. Um, yeah. I like I like vintage style clothing because it's just the ones that won't go out of style, or you know. I mean, there's some vintage that does go out of style, yeah, but a lot of it does not. And I did realize that when I was wearing my dress shoes with jeans and t-shirts and stuff like that, I was dating myself because I guess only people in their 40s and 50s would do that. Mm. So, hey, you know, sometimes you do. But by and large, those were my favorite shoes. They were so comfortable. They looked good. You could shine them up like so you're in the military. You do know? you notice other people's shoes? Yes. Okay. So this is a weird phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I don't. I love shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally. Mm-hmm. I don't care at all what shoes other people are wearing, mm-hmm. but like my my two oldest daughters will be like, "Oh, and did you see the shoes he or she was wearing?" Uh-huh. Oh, you know, and they'll make like funny noises, and they'll be like, "Ooh, it was good," you know, whatever. They're not always like making fun of someone. Uh-huh. They are teenagers, and most of the time, that's what they're doing. But yes, but I'm like, wait, you noticed? Like I was just I was with you in McDonald's or wherever we were. You know, I was with you, and I did not notice their shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I notice people's eyes mm-hmm. or, you know, face, mm-hmm. maybe the clothes they're wearing. And I just don't know if I pay enough attention. So when you see someone, mm-hmm. do, do you like, like up and down them? Kind of. Um, how do you notice the shoes? Like, how can I notice shoes more? Well, the thing that I'm looking for is serviceability. Like, I, I feel like I'm just looking at someone and I'm like, oh, did, did, are they wearing things that fit them that don't have holes in them? And that go to all of the, you know, your pants should come down and, and hit and kiss the top of the back of your, your the top of your sole down back here. That's yeah. where your pants yeah. should. So I just. So I, mine right up when I'm sitting here. Me see, too. See how high, high they are? That's like totally you can actually good. like see my leg now. That's totally fine. Yeah. But okay. th- that's, that's basically what I'm doing because I don't care about people's style. I, I'm just looking at them going, oh, are they wearing clothes that fit them? Because that's what I do. I just okay. like, and, and it's the military thing again. You know, you're, you're, the seam of this shoulder should actually hit here, not down here. That's mm. what I do. That's the only thing I care mm. about. And then okay. maybe I'm, if I'm interested in the person, I might give them the once over and be like, hmm, this person looks like they spent $1,000 on that athletic outfit. They must be doing pretty good. Or <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I guess I, yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, I definitely don't notice shoes. I would probably notice if somebody's wearing like baggy clothes or clothes that don't fit or Mm -hmm. dirty clothes you know what i do is um not just serviceability i guess that once over i'm trying to i'm trying to get the message because i feel like um it's uh your body language is accented or accentuated by the clothes you're wearing Mm -hmm. and you're trying to you're trying to tell people something with the clothes that you're wearing what am i trying to tell you you're trying to tell me that you're trying to look good um for like a day job but you also need to be comfortable and active Mm. That's exactly what I'm trying to communicate. I know. That's what you, I, I read clothes. And so <laughs> sometimes, nice. sometimes people are saying, I want you to know that I, that I vehemently do not care about my looks. Yeah. So sometimes people wear things that they know are bad and they do that on purpose because they want you to think, well, I'm so not shallow about clothes that I am, I'm just going to wear this yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, and so that's another message that they want people to have. Um, I don't know. I, I want I want people to think of me um, 
while I'm willing to dress up for you, please don't make me tuck in my shirt. Is, okay. Is what okay. I want people to yeah. know about me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, while I'll wear a button up shirt, I don't want to tuck it in or I'll roll up the sleeves. I want my pants to fit me. I'm willing to wear slacks, but not the shiny ones with the crease down the middle sort of slack. Right. Right. So it's, 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 what are you trying to tell people? And so I got into that when I, cause I can change my look so, so, um, so, so well, I don't know. So <laughs> because I can have a long beard, long hair, dress a certain way and people will treat me like a certain person. And then yeah. and in an instant, I can put on a bow tie, a button up shirt, iron my slacks, shine, yeah. shine my shoes, shave my face. And people will treat me like a completely different person. Like I, re- yeah. I remembered it um, distinctly going through like the mall, let's say, just walking through the mall, do to do. And as I'm walking through the mall as a long haired hippie, people are friendly, but they're not going out of their way to say hello to me. Yeah. The, the second I change and I look really, really conservative, like I, like I maybe, you know, drove there in a BMW or have a nice day job or something like that. Right. Every single person says hello to me. You could talk to them about investing. Yep. And they, yeah. would, and they would look me in the eye and, they, <laughs> and they, they look at me like they care about and they listen to me like they care about what I'm saying. When I look like a hippie and I'm having a, a, a conversation with someone, they're just trying to get the conversation over with. And they're just trying to give me the basic information to try to be polite. Yeah, yeah. They, they want it. They want me to know that they're being polite, and they're not a bad person. But in the back of their mind, I know that they wish I would move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can I not be associated with you? What if What if my coworker sees me talking to you? Yep. Or, I, or I don't think you can afford this. Ah. Uh, oh, oh, the old uh, pretty woman. Yeah, the old pretty woman. Yeah. I'm like, I got buttloads of cash. Is yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, wow, we, we, we did not go over keywords very well. Nope. Keywords stink. Well, we got blanket vaccinations, um, performative religion, and Wiley Gustafson, which we could also just say yodeling. Yodeling or Yahoo. What other, what other keywords did we have? Mm. We talked about racial Tooti- segregation. Tooting your own horn. Yep. Horn tooting. It's supposed to be like just one word. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I used get after it as a keyword just in case people search for the podcast. They, de- they definitely get it. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I do that. But most of the time it's supposed to be like, you know, so for, for blanket vaccination, I would probably just put vaccine. Okay. Um, and you can take anything out of this that you want. You yeah. Know, you don't have yeah. to put the whole words. These are just notes. And so maybe like YouTube, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. First Amendment. Oh yeah, First Amendment checkers. That'd be a, maybe we'll get yeah. some hits. We up. talked about some other controversial things because I may fearless. I may put in there. Okay, First Amendment. I'll just put First Amendment. Well, now you've YouTube. all been a part of our keyword. Um, Jesus, that's so loud. Yeah, you don't notice how loud it is until it goes away. Yeah, and so I, I just want to. I am going to apologize for that when it comes up because I get used to it. After it's on for a second. Yeah. But I'm sure the listeners are listening going, is that background noise going to end? Yeah. So that could be a keyword. Horrible background noise. <laughs> background noise. Um, yeah, we appreciate all of you. And again, uh, we, we hinted at the very beginning that we were going to talk about coffee. So here it is. You can order coffee now. Order it. Now. You can order it now. So message us on Facebook or on Instagram. If you do it on Facebook, Joe's going to answer you. If you do it on Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm going to answer you. 
And uh, yeah, you're going to give us, uh, if you live in Great Falls, we'll, we'll bring it to you. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to do any shipping or anything. We'll yeah. meet you somewhere and give you your coffee. And we'd love to meet our listeners. Yeah. If you're out of Great Falls, um, we're, we're going to have to mail it to you. Yeah. So inside Great Falls, you pay $16. Mm-hmm. Outside Great Falls, we think it's going to be around five bucks. So five-ish more dollars but than just 16. you got to pay for shipping that, that's yep. all that's all we're trying to say there is yeah. we don't have any free shipping coupons or deals mm-hmm. right now but you should buy some now before Definitely. it's all gone yeah and not that you know we don't want to pressure you we just want you to know that you should buy some now yeah no no <laughs> pressure at all no nope. but but you should if you want the best coffee <clears throat> you've ever had you should definitely buy and you want to support now. the podcast you should as we're talking right now, you should mm-hmm. be on your phone and just pull up another screen mm-hmm. that's our either our Instagram or Facebook and message the page. Yeah. And say, I need my coffee. Make getting that coffee your next goal. Say say you what you could say is I need five bags. Ooh. And if you buy five, we'll give you two dollars off each bag. Whoa. I mean, why not? Because that's just all of our profit. <laughs> we'll just give you everything. Yeah. Let's, um, just, let's just have coffee. Well, if, is it, as long as you drink it with us. Wait, we'll what's just... what's fifteen times five? <clears throat> five to seventy-five bucks. Mm-hmm. So five for seventy-five. <laughs> you can get that. Yeah. And so yeah, if you're out of if, if you're out of the state, how about this? This is this is all just coming to us right now, as you can see. Mm-hmm. If you if you're from out of state, you don't have to pay shipping if you buy five bags. We'll cover your shipping. That's, you what, that's what it costs. That's kind of good. Because that'll, that'll, it'll eat up our profit, but we appreciate the support more than making money. Yeah. Like, that's actually what this is all about. It's not about making money. It's about you getting a little coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse created recipes. So no matter how you want to make it, pour over, drip, mm-hmm. French press, that, that's going to be on the, the little sticker on it. And then you'll see our, our little microphone with the coffee pouring out of it that I tried to develop through Photoshop, one mm-hmm. of my first like graphic kind of design things. And uh, yeah, you'll just be able to, to be our, our true supporters. Yeah, you could like be drinking a cup of Joe while listening to Joe and Brian. Right. Whoa. And, <laughs> and, and then just imagine how you would feel in that moment. Like I'm, I have shivers. You you, know? You'd probably feel the same as the first person to ever ride a rhinoceros. Like you got up there and you're like, you're not supposed to ride these things. But here I am riding it. Just starts galloping. Yeah. And, and that same moment, like your ex sees you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, what's up? I'm a rhino rider. Yep. <sighs> Should have stuck with me, mm-hmm. sir or ma'am. Changed my name from Joe Ryan to Joe Rhino. Ooh. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> so order the coffee. Order the coffee. You'll be glad you did. You absolutely will. You'll, you'll uh, have the strength of 10 rhinos. <laughs> I don't know why rhinos came up. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, just message the page. You've got it. You know what to do. Mm-hmm. Do that thing. That's right. Um, and then the other thing we want you to do is we want to toot your horn. So mm-hmm. toot your own horn. Yep. Um, tag us in whatever pictures or little short video. You know, Don't make them longer than 10 seconds. That just tells us about what you accomplished. And again, it can be, um, you know, organizing a closet, um, buying a new pair of shoes, whatever it is that, that you worked to get after, share it with us so that we can share it on the podcast and share it on our, our social media platforms. 
and we, we just want to want to interact and be with you yeah it'll be cool so we got some cool stuff coming up um there'll be some more interviews we are getting those um figured out i've already got a few people in mind that we're talking to just getting a date yep. Yep. <clears throat> very fun one some people getting after some very exciting things here locally and i won't even tell you who it is you'll just have to mm. wait around and find i can't out. wait i can't mm. wait joe I'm going to tell you after I stop this recording. Okay. Right. You'll get to know. I'll get to know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys don't. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been um, a magical experience uh, with crickets in the background. Why do you have crickets going on? Um, I'm not really sure. Because uh... <laughs> you hit the cricket button. <clears throat> so so um, there's this uh, gentleman that is dating one of my daughters. His name is Mike. Hey, Mike. Mike learned about our podcast, and he's listening to some of the first episodes. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Who's hitting the buttons? Because they mess up all the time." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, that's Joe. Yeah, that's man. Joe. Especially at the beginning. I don't know if you remember. We used to like our outro. So bad. We'd we'd mess it up all or, the time. Or good. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's charming. Yeah. No, it is. I think it's uh, it's real. That's what it is. It's so, re- and I mean. Gosh, this thing is kind of confusing. It has like, I don't like things that have menus within menus. Yeah. You know, so I have to click over. And so the button that it was is now a new button if I didn't click. Right. And that's what just happened there. The background noise you hear right now in the other menu selection is crickets. And in this one, it's this delightful background music you get to hear. I like it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate everybody that's sharing. It's caring like a personal back rub to us. Write a review. That's another way to get a shout out on the show. That's right. We still only have eight reviews. I'm looking for number nine. That could be you. That could be you. That could be you. Mm-hmm. And we will we will give you a shout out on the show. And if you're married, just have your significant other also do a review. That'd be, yeah. number, that'd be number 10. Yeah. And then if you have a cousin, have them do it. That'd be number 11. That's right. And I that mean, would that would help us out a bunch. Mm-hmm. Reach out to your family more and talk to them about this podcast. Yeah, because you know? if you if you're spending two hours listening to us, but you're not writing a review, you're not buying coffee, you're not tooting your own horn. What mm. are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? It's a sw- swing and a miss. We don't we don't want you to waste your life away. We want you to use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been great. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.